Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. What about Aub? Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get the pumping. I know Clip said he, he packed this in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip wrong. Got him, strike three, it's all over. The Pirates are dancing and they'll have a home regional in Greenville, North Carolina. A lot of people just see what we do on the field. They don't see the hours at five in the morning and the hours when it's 100 degrees out in Greenville. They don't see all that, so just seeing it finally pay off is just really awesome. Our guys are tough as nails. They've continued to show up when nobody else believed in them. I'm just so daggone proud of them. It's gonna be fun. We in the we in the fig. I mean, everybody gonna be loud. I'm gonna be loud with them. We screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation. Here is your host. Clip Brock. All righty. We are two days away from baseball at Clark LeClaire Stadium. It is a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here in the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you check us out there. Subscribe to YouTube, like us on Facebook. You can chime in with a comment, concern, question, whatever you got, and be a part of today's show as Robert Matthews has already, as he says, hello. Hello. Should we call Corey Glore and make fun of him for his team losing? And not oh Chandler Honeycutt's here. Chandler, Chandler I gotta say, you are the most polite co-host guest we have on the show. Well, I do you appreciate always it. wait until you're introduced to speak. In fact, I looked at you to chime in, and you gave me a sign like... It's I, like we're a tag team. Like, <laughs> hey, tag me in. Hot tag! But I'm here, baby. And Clipper, it's good to see you. We should call Corey Glore uh, and wish him a happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Today? Today is his birthday. Really? It is. Wow. Okay, well, let's do it. Surely, uh... Let's call him live on the air and see if he answers. Didn't plan on doing this on today's show, but we'll uh, we'll give it a shot. Thanks to Facebook, by the way, for uh, notifying me of hey, that this morning. Hey, Zucks, if you're listening, thanks, man. Thanks, Just buddy. for everything you've done. Thank you, sir. You have made the world a much better place. Thanks for letting me know that the day is Corey Glore's birthday. Uh, so, Shirley, I'm going to send you that number. And I'm going to sing it to him just like he would. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, the one all. Happy birthday. birthday. He struck him out. Happy birthday to you. All right, coming up on today's program, we'll give you an ECU ticket update, give you all the info you need to know uh, coming up uh, this weekend because Eric Ward, I'm pointing to a chair that's empty right now. I think Eric Ward's going to be sitting there coming up very soon from ECU Marketing. We'll talk to him. The voice, Jeff Charles, will join... Oh, okay. We got Corey. Let's see if he answers. I uh, didn't tell him we were going to call, so he might not answer. If not, we'll leave a message as Corey Glore. When he answers, can we say happy birthday? Hello? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Corey. Happy birthday to you. 
birthday, Corey. You are live on the air, by the way, my friend. I kind of figured. I I was joking that we should call you to make fun of you for you not being able to call regionals this weekend. And Chandler was like, no, we should call him and wish him a happy birthday. So, dag darn it, my friend. Happy birthday, Corey. So, you didn't even know it was my birthday, huh, Clip? Ah, of course I did, but... No, you didn't. You had no idea. You were going to call to make fun of me, even though I just wrapped up quite a year here at Tulane. You did. Yeah. And Chandler, my greatest friend, said, no, we should wish him well. Well, when he said, Corey, that he we should call Corey, and as soon as he started that sentence, I said, oh, yeah, we need to go wish him All a happy right, birthday. shut up. And then he's like, we need to make fun of him. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Clip? We need to call him to say happy birthday. So that's what we're doing. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate yeah. it. So, what are you doing today? Uh, I'm uh, well. I was taken out to lunch by my coworkers here in New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, the Crescent City, uh, the Big Easy, uh, the home of Tulane University. Uh, and then uh, I'm gonna grab a grab a few adult beverages later on today. All right, good stuff, man. Well, uh, yeah. How old? Gotta one? go have a beignet too for your birthday. That may have already happened, Shirley, and that may have already happened. <laughs> Beignet done that, am it, I right? Yeah, because I did that all weekend long. Lord, yes, I heard you were down here when I wasn't here. So yeah, I was gonna, I, I was gonna look you up while I was down there, but uh, I realized you weren't there. Yeah, I was gonna be mad if uh, I was there and you didn't reach out, but I was in Clearwater, Florida. So you just wrapped up your, the trifecta. You had football, you had basketball, now you just wrapped up baseball. Now it's back to football in September. So how was your first uh, your first full year as the director of broadcast uh, broadcasting there at Tulane? It went well. I mean, I, I think uh, it, it was a very interesting season that started with a hurricane and ends with a, yeah. a coach firing. Uh, mm. But... Uh, um, no, I, I I believe the number I called of games was 100 this year. Wow! On wow! And so uh, it was a uh, it was a very entertaining, uh, very entertaining year in ways. At times it was troubling. Uh, at times it was incredibly fun, and, and everywhere in between, I wouldn't have uh, traded it for anything. It was a uh, it was a uh, it was a blast, and I'm tired. I'm tired now. <laughs> Well, get some rest after a fun birthday day. Uh, thank you for answering the phone, Corey. Uh, yeah, I panicked because I'm like, I, di- I didn't think I was being reached to, to be on your show. There was really nothing for me to talk about. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was like, hey, you know what? Uh, I, maybe uh, maybe Shirley is calling to wish me well. Um, and instead, it was you guys committing an FCC violation by singing Happy Birthday Live on the airwaves. Oh, do we owe somebody money for that? Yeah, I think you do, but Damn. I don't care. All right, we'll we'll You're send you the bill. The law for me. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, uh, good to hear from you, man. Uh, have a great day, and we will talk this uh, fall. Maybe no, we'll talk before that. We'll do our opponent previews, and uh, we'll reach out yeah. to you sometime this summer, Corey. Yeah, well, uh, and you all have fun this weekend, and maybe even next weekend. Yeah, uh, in Greenville, North Carolina, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see that number eight D drop in uh, for East Carolina. So uh, that's been a long time in the making, and, and hopefully they can get through this weekend to make that happen next weekend. But I will be uh, I'll be listening. I'll be tuning in. 
Uh, and uh, I wish you guys all the best. And Corey, by the way, 100% and myself tonight will be representing you on your birthday at AJ McMurphy's uh, at Trivia Sports Trivia. They're dedicating the game to you. Their loss to you tonight. Yeah, the nice third place finish that I was accustomed to at the time with Team 100%. But uh, no, uh, get a win for me uh, for Team 100% uh, for my 85th birthday. Hey, let's go there get a go. let's go get a win. Let's go do it. Hey, let's go get a win. There you go. Corey, thanks, buddy. Happy birthday. See you. Hey, have a great show, kids. All right. Hey, that worked out great. That was fun. Good idea by me. That was fun. <laughs> no, good idea by you. <laughs> good singing, Shirley. Uh, I had to jump in a little late. Did but... you sing? No, I never really got to know Corey, so I just kind of stayed <laughs> over here. In my you own only place. sing happy birthday to people you really know. <laughs> well, when I didn't want to. Like... I didn't want to start the whole thing of like, oh, who's that other voice? So, like at church it. or at school, I remember like if it was somebody's birthday, we had to sing as a congregation. Yeah, yeah, I you know would. Those you wouldn't. You don't know. You don't know everybody that well. Well. No, I suppose not. Uh, so, like, people would look at you and be like, "Does CJ know this person?" If you're singing, yes. If not, no. You know, I shouldn't have even answered your question. <laughs> you should have just said no. I, I opened this whole can of worms. I didn't know the reason you didn't sing was because you're claiming not to know Corey that well. I thought that was a quite funny reasoning. So you'd sing it to me, Shirley Chandler. You know what? I would sing it to them, but not you, not you anymore. <laughs> like you hear like "Happy Birthday" going on, and you start like joining in, and you turn around and you recognize you don't know the guy, and you're like. That, nope. Yeah, we're done. Happy birthday. I'm out. Count don't, me out. Don't know that guy. All right. Hey, who's that guy? Hey, uh, we'll talk to the new and improved Corey Glore, Scott Rogers. There you go. Joining us today at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Sounds good. Jeff Charles as well. We are baseball heavy. Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector joins us coming up in the second hour. And an old friend, the old great lefty, Jake Agnos, older brother of Zach former pirate ace we will talk to him coming up at five o'clock he was in clearwater to watch some of east carolina's championship uh run last week and we'll talk to him about what he's up to today trying to get 100 percent healthy and get back on the mound but uh he is rooting along his brother and the pirates so we'll catch up with jake agnos coming up at five o'clock what do we got uh rich misses the birthday guys calls man yeah, Corey was a great one uh no doubt and really became a part of the uh the pirate family that midwesterner what did uh zach says looking forward to seeing clip back in greenville this weekend after his travels to random schools yeah i've been trying to wrap my head around that one i'm sure there's some reference there it's just talking um, about like the random basketball teams i pick or something were you out at more minor league games or something oh no he says random but that schools. is not a school uh, that's true random schools so, i don't know what you're trying to say uh but you can be a part of the show on facebook live or youtube whether your comment makes sense or not that is the great thing about america say whatever the hell you want all right uh chandler yes sir who is the favorite the betting favorite to win the knoxville regional tennessee who is the betting favorite to win the austin regional texas Who's the betting favorite to win the Blacksburg Regional? Virginia Tech. Who is the betting favorite to win the Greenville Regional? Virginia. We need a dun 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 sound. Well done. Now, if you were really playing along, you would have said East Carolina. 
and I could have corrected you. I kind of saw this coming. <laughs> but you're so ahead of the curve, so prepared, knew exactly what I was doing. Say it again. Who's the favorite to win the Greenville Regional? The Virginia Cavaliers. So, if we need a kick in the pants, a, a hey, relax. A chip a, on the shoulder. A chip on the shoulder. Bulletin board material. Right now, East Carolina is not the favorite to win the Greenville Regional. In fact, their odds are pretty close to Coastal Carolina's. It's Virginia won. Basically, for Virginia, you bet $10 to win 20 back, mm-hmm. including your 10. Mm-hmm. It's even money. For East Carolina, you throw down 10, you would get like 35 back, including mm-hmm. your 10. So Virginia is the favorite right now to win the Greenville Regional, and I like that. We've been getting uh, a lot of pats on the back lately. I, of course, am a non-believer, as it is. And uh, I like that Virginia is the favorite. And I don't know if Cliff or the players want to hear that or need to hear that, but it, it's it's nice. It's a nice reminder that, hey, this isn't going to be given to us. We have not locked up a Super Regional next weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. There's a lot of baseball to be played. And if things go the way the odds makers say they're going to go, it'll be the Virginia Cavaliers in the Super Regional because, again, they are the favorite to come away with the Greenville Regional this weekend. Maybe the odds makers uh, were in a coma for two weeks and thought that Charlottesville was going to be a uh, regional host. Instead, it's in Greenville. And uh, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe just last week, we were, you know, a projection was that we would be in the Charlottesville Regional playing at Virginia. So when you added to that list of who's the favorite at so and so regional, and you know a week ago you would have said who is the favorite in the Charlottesville regional, and it would have been Virginia. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe Vegas thinks that the Pirates are kind of have a chance to run out of gas this weekend. Well, here, well, Vegas part. thinks Virginia played in the best baseball conference this year, and they did. And they did. They think Virginia is more battle tested than East Carolina. That might be the case on ACC weekend series, but East Carolina played one of the toughest non-conference schedules out there, including ACC opponents. And NC State lost those games. Carolina won one of those games. Virginia Tech lost that game. So, you know, and and had success against Duke, as they always do. But there's a reason for it. It's not – I mean, you can look at it as disrespect to East Carolina. I look at it more of respect to Virginia and – what they did as a baseball team this year. I think the weird thing about it is when you look at betting lines, you almost have to look at it. The odds makers look at it as a what have you done for me lately kind of thing. And if you look at the, I mean, just the past two games, you got run ruled in eight innings by Florida State, and then you got blanked against Notre Dame. So if I'm looking at just the last two games in the ACC tournament, I don't, I mean, I'm not excited if I'm a Virginia fan. Um... What about level of competition? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit Virginia, but I am saying I feel like momentum. Just I feel like momentum just matters a lot, especially when you run into your postseason play, and especially when East Carolina's in the in the midst of their second longest winning streak in program well, history. I tell you what, if you feel good about the Pirates and you're a betting man, this is good news for you because you can get the Pirates a plus money mm-hmm. to win the Greenville Regional. Well, here's the bad news. You can't bet in North Carolina, so. That is bad news. That is bad, bad news. But guess what? 
you can go to can you go to virginia yeah yeah you can drive up to virginia place a bet on east carolina chandler you joked earlier you maybe they think it's in charlottesville hell maybe they think it's in south carolina (laughs) maybe they think it's in greenville south carolina (laughs) maybe they don't know where the hell this regional is so anyway i found that interesting also while i was looking for that couldn't find it on a particular site i was looking at but i did see the east carolina nc state line for football and that line has shot up to 10 by the way if you're curious nc state now a 10 point favorite against east carolina to start the football season 2022 so something to look at there all right uh eric ward said to join us here in a few minutes any other news and notes there was a western conference final hockey game last night avalanche and oilers scored a lot of goals avalanche scored more eight to six uh was that final coming up tonight a huge bummer game one of the eastern conference final between the rangers and the lightning and i'm gonna try to not have it on at aj's but there's always a big table of these uh beer league hockey guys that come in so i'm sure they'll have it on but i want nothing to do with hockey the rest of the year i am not a hockey fan anymore hockey season's over until the hurricanes roll back around Mm -hmm. uh nba finals get underway on thursday night celtics warriors game one in where golden state okay so uh how you feeling about that cj worried how did they get because is it flip-flop or is it best record it's best record okay yeah all right uh what's the line on game one i'd have to guess i'll say warriors two and a half i'll look at what i see real quick and see three and a half warriors all right there you go anything else on the rundown uh we also so now we have johnny gardner who is our basketball guy we have johnny robertson who's our baseball he's our guy, stat guy and he is our stat to consider guy in their last 15 aac games ecu has shut out its opponents in 114 of 138 innings which is a percentage of 82.6 stats to consider how do you even find that That's i don't impressive. know um i don't know johnny has been johnny on the spot with these baseball stats this year and they have been very out of the ordinary stats so thank you for that johnny and uh hopefully that trend will continue on into this weekend east carolina cop and state one o'clock on friday Boy, that Virginia Coastal game is going to be great coming mm-hmm. up on Friday night to see who stays in the winner's bracket. Two well, former national champions in the last, what, three or four years. That is correct. We'll talk about the regional and what to expect, give you all the info you need to know when we return with Eric Ward from ECU Marketing. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios. We are back on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back the best place in greenville to unwind after work and have fun is aj mcmurphy's aj says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Braun. AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. 
Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Trying to find a trivia question to ask that I'm not using tonight. I'll see if I can find one real quick. Eric Ward's a trivia veteran. He joins us here in the Pirate Radio Studios as East Carolina gets set for the Greenville Regional. I knew... So he started this winning streak, Eric, and it was like, all right, we're we're in now. We're at three. We're at two. We have a chance to host. But it, when I got that text message from you, like, hey, if we <laughs> if we host a regional, uh, you in for some PA? I was like, yeah, give me give me Saturday. Let's go. I knew when you sent that text, there was a, a real chance. Yeah. But but like, because it went from we talked to Ryan Robinson yesterday. And I asked them when they put the bid in, because at the time of putting the bid in, ECU was on the outside looking in, obviously, of hosting yeah. a regional. It almost felt like one of those things that was so uh, so obvious that it was, like, surprising. It's like, we keep winning. You think, oh, well, you know, we're just going to win and then play into a regional. But it's like, we're all just like, is that really how easy it is? You know? And then it works. What a run they are on, 18 straight. And then you get the news, Eric, on Monday that not only is East Carolina hosting a regional, they are the eight seed meaning if they take care of business in the greenville regional we'll have a hell of a weekend coming up next saturday next friday saturday sunday but first things first let's uh let's get all the info details out there starting with with tickets where are we at on that right now so uh i just talked to coleman spain the ticket office before i came over here so right now we sold about 4700 tickets um wow. that number is capped somewhere around 5000 so it is uh approaching uh you know really good spot uh, I would highly encourage now that's on sale to the general public. If you want to get tickets, I would definitely get the all session tickets because there's a possibility that there will not be individual game tickets available. Okay, so when at what point will there be individual game tickets? Like, if is there a if, if we get to Thursday at five o'clock uh, and we still have tickets available, then that will, that will stop. Um, those will be allocated, and then on sale um, Friday at nine a.m. will be when the individual tickets go on sale. Likely a small number of yeah, those, if, if any, if any at all. Right. All right. So that's where we are on tickets. Uh, any what? What other information do people need to know heading to the the ballpark? Well, I know fortunately for us, it's old hat at this point. But uh, you know, the biggest thing for this weekend is that uh, we cannot do everything we normally do for a home field advantage standpoint, and so um, just. It is very important for fans to really stay engaged in the game from start to finish. Um, certainly, we'll do our part with what we can within the framework of what the NCAA gives us, but um, as it has been in previous regionals, it's a very fan-driven uh, home field advantage. So the slow clap buildup that you and Casey have been right. playing, uh, that will not be going on. You know, we, or, or could you do it on both sides? We, <laughs> so technically, you can. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if Coach Godwin would like it if we were getting right. people to applaud you know, for our guys striking out or not, but <laughs> it's kind of funny because when we started this in 2017 or whatever, our whole thing was let's try to condition people long enough over the course of the season that they just know what to do by the end and then they do so I, i'm you know watching the games in clearwater and our fans are getting pretty rowdy down there well part of that uh responsibility the fan engagement is yours the other uh the jungle has taken it on their own account to <laughs> to uh have their own fan engagement and they do it if a runner reaches second base gets in scoring position yep. the purple, purple gold, gold. chant so our i think the fans and eric you know the the loyal fans that have been there all year kind of know they know the routine at yeah. Clark LeClaire, and I think the fans are going to do an awesome job this weekend. Yeah, it's probably one of the few venues in the sport where we have such a diehard, loyal fan base that kind of carries that atmosphere when even we can't do these things. So that's why, you know, you see every year everybody's like, man, that Greenville Regional is crazy. It's like, yeah, it's what it's like every game. Pretty much. steroids here. Eric, uh, and I saw where 
So it, it was really cool last week. Keaton Mitchell, who said he had never really watched baseball before, became the super fan of East Carolina baseball. That was awesome. Somebody said, hey, uh, and I think tagged you on it, yes. right? Can Keaton Mitchell throw out the first pitch? Now, since this is an NCAA event, yeah. we're going to have to wait probably till next February yeah, for that. I happen. don't think they're going to be a fan of that. So, no. <laughs> well, it'll probably be something next year then. Yeah, that was cool to see him jump on board and, and uh, a lot of people jumping on board this pirate train right now, Eric. And again, it's kind of old hat for ECU, but every year is different. Every team feels special for one reason or another. And man, this one certainly is the way they wrapped up the year. Yeah. And I also like then when you have these regionals, when you do have fan bases that actually will bring fans, uh, cause I've been a part of now, this would be my ninth regional. I've been part of four super regionals and there's some of them where you're just not really close to anybody. Everybody here was in, is within driving distance. So yeah. I feel like we'll have some fans from other schools mingling, and I think that'll be pretty cool, too. No doubt. And what has been the response for those tickets? Are those, like, do you yes. have to give some of those to the schools, or do they call us? How so each school receives an allocation of 200 tickets, um, and that's they use them however they want. Um, obviously, most of them are going to use part of that for player guests, uh, families, things like that, and then sell some. But uh, there's always a chance, and this is one thing I did want to say, there's always a chance that some tickets become available because the school might hold them until shortly before the game and say okay well we got rid of xyz here's some more available so that's something that in the past during these regionals we put out you know hey here's the last minute ticket return we do have some available you know if you stop by the ticket office so there's always a chance yeah i remember i went to the uh acc tournament in 1998 and like it was all like people said just wait till state loses and get your tickets <laughs> and like just the flood of state fans holding up tickets after they lost uh you know it could be a, a situation where people have tickets to get rid of yeah after uh after games so yeah i actually have a funny story my boss uh when i was at texas tech he uh he worked at usf and obviously they were in the big east back then and so the big east tickets are extremely valuable for the basketball tournament and he was like man it's the best thing ever because usf just gets eliminated and then i can sell these tickets for way more of the value and then i get a lot more money <laughs> so he's like making these like shady deals in the alleys of new york city and he's like man i'm carrying around like 50 grand in cash just hoping i don't get mugged <laughs> uh scalpers uh could be out there this weekend folks uh eric you uh you got some virginia ties right so yep. have you talked to any uh cavalier faithful about the baseball team they'll be sending here well my uh, my dad is a pretty passionate fan i think he's uh, not feeling as good about it because the uh the guy um uh, uh Geloff, I think it is, the home run hitter. He's kind of cooled off a lot because for a while he was leading the country in homers. But um, I know UNC, for example, they had a hot start, hot finish, middle. Uh, I think Virginia's kind of gone down the whole way. Okay. So um, certainly talent. I mean, that's a program that's been to Omaha several times. Uh, Coastal Carolina, obviously. I mean, that team is swinging about. I think they're 18 and 5 in their last 23. So wow. yeah, kind of I mean, finishing really like East Carolina. And now we were looking at their schedule yesterday. First of all, they're in a league that's tougher than it gets credit for, but they played a lot of good non-conference teams and won some of those games. Rutgers, who was left out, uh, beat them earlier this year, and, and Coastal's had a pretty impressive schedule. Coppin State has not, but we know how dangerous those four seeds can be. Well, you look at the Norfolk State game last year. The, you know We had to come from behind. I think it was Thomas Francisco with a three-run homer to uh, take the lead in that game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that... 64 teams get in they all deserve it in some way or another you just never know who's going to rise up in the postseason uh bubba says the way tennessee played rocky top we can play purple haze and welcome to the jungle right there are some things that will happen this weekend yes yeah and yeah. the safety also, dance will be played in the fifth yes because the, the safety dance is always a cool tradition at ecu baseball games in the regular season 
But when it's regional time, that whole crowd, when it comes to the safety dance, it is, it's crazy. It's absolutely necessary at some point to kind of air things out a little bit. Right. It gets pretty pretty steamy out there. But yeah. Also, it's it depends on like what rep is there too, right? Yep. Like some reps are by the book. You must do everything. Some yeah, we, are a little more lenient. We definitely had that last year. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, that guy was – he was – I think he had a pregame speech with you. <laughs> yeah. Had to go uh, over the pregame pep talk. And yeah. uh, don't bet on it, folks. Um, but I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe our secondary rep this year is Coach uh, Scaff from uh, UNCW. Oh, okay. Uh, former longtime head coach. Yep. Uh, I think he is actually one of the two coming here this time. So, so. The, is that Coach O's – duty yes. what is he okay yeah. so they poor coach O. uh talked to him yesterday <laughs> wanted to get him on the show he said clip they're sending me out to oregon state <laughs> i was like damn man <laughs> you got some respect here i mean this guy's like living out of a suitcase for like five weeks here because you think i mean he, he goes to clearwater yeah and then he goes to you know whatever they try to put him in one of the ones that's probably going to win because he's one of the most senior ones that does that and i think he's been doing it for almost 20 years now and so um when i was at texas tech he actually came there that's where i met coach o. oh wow fun fact yeah um but uh Anyways, yeah, so they're sending him to Oregon, and he's, I guess, going to go to Omaha after that, I would assume. So that man just lives out of a suitcase for the month of June. <laughs> and if he tells me, no, I can't do a radio spot, I know it's serious because he's very accommodating. Yeah. But he was like, Clip, they got me going all over the place. So. Well, I watched him walk out of scales yesterday. He had a binder that was about, about this big. <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. Uh, but he loves it. He loves uh, baseball, and it is that time of the year. Eric, uh, where where did you watch the selection show Monday? I didn't see you at Town Bank Tower. Yeah, I actually uh, I had a pretty busy weekend. Uh, my birthday was Sunday, so we did some happy stuff belated, happy late Thank birthday. Uh, we already so, sang happy birthday today, so we're not going to uh, sing I'm, it. I'm not a big happy birthday song guy, so I appreciate that. CJ wouldn't sing it to you anyway because he doesn't know you that well. Well, he I, right? You don't know Eric that well. You wouldn't sing to him. What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he, knows was, Eric. he was one of our interns. What are you on? <laughs> Eric, do you want to host the show for the rest of the day? Uh, yeah. Hey, Eric, you want to do that? That'd be awesome. Um, but no, I uh, actually uh, was watching that while I was uh, walking my son in his stroller. I was trying to get out yeah. there early before it was too hot. And when the screen flashed, I'm sitting there looking at my phone. I was like, maybe it's not that big. When it said, here are the top eight, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's us. Ryder Giles right there. And, then, like, <laughs> and it kind of... They, they kind of threw it on us. I know. Very it anticlimactic. Was, it was. You know, like normally they have the big reveal and then the numbers. And so I was like, I must have seen that wrong. There's no way. And then sure enough, got to number eight. What if they made a mistake? But at that point, they were like, we already put it up there. We got to roll with it. Got to re- rewrite the bracket. <laughs> Who put ECU up there? I mean, even Cliff Godwin said he had to make sure the uh, the wires in his brain were functioning correctly. Like, am I looking at what I think I'm seeing? I here? just was not used to it being like, here's the eight celebrate now i guess right I mean, that yeah. was just kind of surprising but. uh eric ward joining us in the pirate radio studios how is uh fatherhood going it's for going you? well uh Good. little guy at daycare last week for the first time so he's adjusting to that you know it's busy funny. time every time i walk in all the kids are screaming he's just sitting there looking so tell him He's a chilling baby, you know. Good to know. Eric, uh, anything else we need to know about this weekend? Um, just reiterate once again, uh, if you want to make sure you have tickets, please go ahead and get your all-session tickets. There's just, you know, there's not going to be a guarantee of individual games. Um, just bring the noise. Hydrate. My, <laughs> my buddy has sent me a text. He said he's going to give me some money to get some gear. So I guess some official like yeah. super regional gear they'll usually, have concessions. Yeah, usually they send a, a pretty small number um, because the way it works is for us to be able to sell um, our merchandise, we have to sell the NCAA stuff first. 
Uh-huh. So typically, um, Dowdy will do that where they'll they'll go ahead and sell you know whatever they give us. So they'll just have like Greenville Regional. I don't know if they or... actually make any. They used to make regional specific shirts. Now yeah. they just have one for like the whole tournament. At least that's uh, how it was last year. Okay. All right. Um, well, we'll see uh, what they have to offer. All right. Uh, any other questions for Eric? My there, you know him well. You got any questions? No. You good? My biggest one was the uh, safety dance, which I know that was in the past, but that was a good question by Bubba. So. Well, and I'm sure I, I understand Casey's been uh, you know playing something a little bit different here in the ninth inning. Oh so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that'll probably continue this weekend. So. Keep that rolling. Also, do you remember Eric the uh, home and away? How is that determined in these things? Yeah, it's the most ridiculous setup. I mean, I I I, I would never understand why this isn't just you go by your seed and then that's the home team. But yeah. Um, so obviously we're the home team in game one. And then I guess the two seed will be home in game one uh, Friday Correct. night. So the day one is always the highest seed. Correct. When it gets to day two, if you are both the home team and both the visiting teams, so like if it goes chalk, then it's a coin flip. Yeah. And then it gets into this whole bag of who's been away more than who's been home, My if goodness. they played each oh other, who gosh. was home. So there's actually a chance that you can play five games in a regional and be the visiting team four times. My wow. gosh. Depending on how the matchup Even goes. if you're the host. Right. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. We got to get that one fixed. All right, Eric, good stuff, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, I don't know if we missed anything. We'll, we'll get you on Thursday. Yeah, we'll, but, see, uh, you, uh, we'll see you out here uh, tonight, I guess. AJ's? Trivia. AJ's, yeah. baby. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll be throwing out some trivia questions to Eric Ward and company. Uh, appreciate it, Eric. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour one, Pirate Radio Live, back with you on a Wednesday after these words. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Sorry, I was eating a piece of popcorn and got stuck. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. Wings Over Greenville is your tailgating headquarters for the Greenville Regional this weekend. If you're in the jungle and don't feel like firing up the grill, let Wings Over take a, uh, take care of your tailgate spread. While you're ordering for your jungle crew, be sure to check out all the new tender sandwiches, or you can order a large tray of wings, tenders, and waffle fries. Give them a call at 758-9464 to place your order. Wings Over Greenville, your Greenville Regional tailgating headquarters. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's clip. Saw a headline that said popcorn supply will be tight at theaters this summer, and now we know why. Shirley is eating it all day, every day. <laughs> Sorry. Popcorn's tricky, too, because you get those uh, ancillary pieces off of it mm-hmm. that can get in the, the throatal or the it gets caught teeth yeah. everywhere. Is it the popcorn work. from the back? Yeah. Is it still good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Been there a while. It's, uh, not, it's, it's not even it's, it's not even a week, but like, how long does it oh. take for popcorn to like? Uh, it depends. Chan- it depends on how it's made. I Chandler guess. wants you to say thank you because he brought that popcorn. Yes, That's thank right. you, Chandler. 
No, I, you know, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> um, it, 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 it cost me $40, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. It didn't actually. The, if you could bring some more, that'd be great. And yeah. uh, We also need to talk about... Um, trying to make this uh, co- uh, this business a potential client. But, okay. Uh, so. uh, oh, I yeah. want the... Um, like the crunker crunch and munch cracker jack yeah i i can work that out and then i want to put some of bo's peanuts in there and have my own cracker mm, jack. bo's nuts Ooh. yes oh, sir yeah. that's what i want to happen but you can't always give Bose it nuts goes good with everything everything all right so uh thanks to eric ward for joining us saw uh some folks uh ecu jungle was asking where i saw those odds and i saw a lot of people have chimed in so here's one particular one that now has virginia actually uh, as minus 15 to win it so even a bigger favorite than i saw previously uh the one i was looking at had virginia at even and then east carolina and coastal carolina were pretty similar and of course coppin state is a uh in this particular case you can bet ten dollars to win a thousand on coppin state so if you want to be a thousand air you can throw a little on the eagles mike p says on facebook instead of welcome to the jungle they should play clips aaf song it's the alliance <laughs> of american football that's our new uh pump up song yeah uh so yeah there will be uh, some slight differences at clark leclerc but uh man it's gonna be fun and then like eric said the crowd's gonna take over we don't, we don't need a we don't even need fan engagement marketing uh and all the <laughs> slow claps and stuff come regional time it, People be it right. has been the atmosphere in this in these Greenville regionals for the what past four years have been just absolutely unbelievable. And the guys out there in the jungle and with the megaphone crew do a great job of what you mentioned earlier of you know when guys are in scoring position, getting the crowd into the purple gold chant. And I'm sure that will be in effect this weekend. I think the coolest thing is a lot of times when you have prolonged success like ECU baseball has, eventually people start to like not take advantage of it anymore and they kind of just blow it off oh i'll go to the next game or whatever and the next game never comes but every time a regional rolls around you see the crowds pile in they're all they all have high energy and it's really great to see yeah i mean you get very spoiled in sports and i think about this pro but like being a braves fan as a kid i i'm i'm honest when i say that like I stopped caring about the regular season because you knew they were going to win their division, be in the playoffs, and you you totally take it for granted. And uh, that hopefully is not going to happen with this ECU team. I don't think we're going to have anybody saying, "Well, we're going to win the regional." I'll worry about this when we're next weekend, the super regional. Like, that is that's not a given. Friday is not a given against Coppin State. So lock in and be ready to go coming up Friday at one o'clock. Uh, before we get to my one on one with Ryder Giles uh, from Monday. Shirley, let's play a few more cliff cuts that we didn't get to, uh, including cut number two, where uh, he was asked how regional experience helps him out in this case. Well, you've just been through it before. You, you know how to navigate it through your players. You know, the players got to get all the ticket stuff out of the way early. Um, you know, we got to get back to work tomorrow and, and just continue to do what we've done, um, not just during the winning streak, but what we've done the entire year. And like Ben said, uh, you know, the work starts in the summer and then in the fall, and that's really the toughest point in time. And um, this team's tough. I mean, look, it's been tested in several different ways, some publicly, some not publicly, and that's allowed them to be able to survive, um, you know, what we've had to go through this year. 
all right we are at wednesday now so we're pretty far removed from this question but i asked cliff godwin what the schedule was going to be like between monday and friday and uh here was his answer this is cut four yeah so today they they don't have any obligations uh want them to get off their feet and just kind of sit back and relax get some rest and then tomorrow we'll have breakfast we'll lift weights um and then we'll have a short practice and then wednesday will be a little bit similar schedule but with a longer practice um and we'll have some guys that haven't pitched so to some of the hitters that haven't had as many live at bats and probably play live defense um with our um normal guys that are out there and then thursday's the ncaa um short practice you know i think it's an hour and 15 minutes and everybody making sure that we don't get on the field too early and don't stay a second late and stuff so that's always fun and we hope to have some audio for you not just from east carolina but also from virginia coastal carolina and coppin state on thursday we'll certainly uh have video of that on our social media sites but uh once we get those times and when we can talk to those coaches and maybe some select players we'll have that for you so make sure you're locked in to uh to instagram to facebook twitter everywhere we are and we'll have the videos in full on youtube uh this is uh an interesting team that does not have an ace they go a, a lot of different ways when it comes to pitching and cliff godwin talked about the starting pitching situation for the regional as i go was asking him about that this is cut five doesn't Does it matter? matter? Much, yeah. Does it matter? You guys don't have to go. Oh my God! You're not starting your Friday night starter in game one. Yeah, I mean we have a multitude of guys that we can go out there and have a lot of confidence in. And um, you know, Josh Gross has has been really good for the past uh, you know month, and uh, just been really happy of how he stayed the course when you know he got punched in the mouth pretty hard there in the middle of the season. So a lot of our guys have stepped up, but. Um, I probably won't give you guys a starter until probably maybe Thursday. So uh, stop asking that question. I thought it was very interesting him bringing up Josh Crows after that uh, after that answer. But yeah, quit asking him. Quit asking. He'll give it to us when he is ready. Before we get to the rider one on one, Shirley, I did ask Jacob Jenkins Cowart about his spike and wanted to uh, get his comments on that. So uh, here is the All Conference Tournament player, the freshman. Jacob Jenkins Coward asked him about his spike after his diving catch. Oh, so uh, I actually got that one from Ben. Uh, there was a big strikeout earlier in the year, and he spiked it. So I uh, thought it would be cool. And then on replay, it just kind of looked like I accidentally threw it in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Your teammates have talked about how you have the, the happy-go-lucky personality, always keeping things light. You know, how, are you have, how much fun are you having playing baseball here at ECU? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's definitely a dream come true just to be able to have this opportunity. Uh, it's it's not like it's a job, you know. It is in some points, but it, it's a game, so I take it serious. I, I mean, like, as all of us do, but at the same time, I, w- I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun to me. All right, there is Jacob Jenkins Cowart. So I thought I thought it was interesting when he said he got it from Ben Newton. Uh, ben Newton actually does it. You can't see it, but it's off the air or off the screen. Uh, after that big throw from Bryson Whirl in that game against South oh, Florida, yeah. he thro- he spikes it right into the ground after he tags the guy out. So I thought that was pretty funny. I thought he got it. Uh, I thought Ben Newton got that from. Um, from JJC. Instead, he gets it from Ben Newton. He said it actually happened earlier uh, in the season. So I thought it was hilarious when he spiked that ball like Gronk. <laughs> uh, I thought originally he was talking about Ben Terwilliger because after 
we've seen him like say a few things to campbell and make some gestures so i thought he was talking about a pitcher but no yeah he was talking about ben newton on the spike there yeah. and uh jacob jenkins coward didn't think he looked as cool as ben newton doing it but he gave it a shot uh Ryder giles i was able to catch up with him one-on-one on monday and uh we've talked about the selflessness from him and boy really gave east carolina some big appearances big innings this year uh talked to Ryder after the announcement was made on monday let's hear that right now all right here with Ryder giles Ryder, congratulations on everything i guess what a remarkable run you guys are on and it ends with a, a regular season championship, a conference tournament championship. Now you see you're the eighth national seed. I mean, what's going through your head right now? Um, I don't know. A lot of excitement. Um, you can kind of feel the excitement in the room just, just being here and kind of soaking everything in. And um, it, I think it's just a testament to the hard work we've put in. And, um, you know, guys stay in the course and, and not, uh, you know, not losing faith in what we had going. And, um, you know, just just goes to show that uh, whenever you buy into you know being a team and and all that stuff, and good things can happen, and um, it's just just a lot of excitement. You have all these goals, and, and they're on the field, their classroom, their community service, and, and it's it's everything. But top eight national seed, you control your own destiny. If you win your regional, you host a super regional. You know, is that is that on that goal list? Do you guys talk about that off season during the season? Yeah, it is. Um, hosting a regional and hosting a super regional are both one of our um, you know stepping stones towards winning a national championship, which is the ultimate goal. And um, you know, it's something that hasn't you know happened in Greenville in a while, and um, it's just really cool. I mean, if you'd have told us two months ago when we were fourteen and thirteen that we were going to be the eighth national seed, nobody would have believed you. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Well, I, I <laughs> so, believed in you. No, you time. didn't. You did. <laughs> <laughs> um, me and my roommate Carter Spivey actually uh, got into a pretty heated argument about a uh, about a month and a half ago. We were sitting there in the living room, and um, I was like, you know, we could win out, and you know, win the conference, win the win the tournament, and we'll probably host. And he's like, you know, Spivey thinking he knows everything. Um, he's like, dude, it's not possible. <laughs> so. Suck it, Spider. <laughs> Ryder, uh, and, and really, you guys take it one practice at a time, one at bat, one pitch at a time, one day at a time. So this long win streak, you're on, what, 18 in a row now. It's almost like how do you keep it going? But for you guys, it really is like just win tomorrow, right? Yeah. Is that is that the mindset? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you're kind of in the day-to-day, you don't really realize that it's 18 games in a row. You're just, you know, you're trying to win the first inning. Um, one thing we've – you know, kind of started talking about this year is breaking each game up into three, three inning games, um, and trying to win two out of the three of them. And you know, usually when you do that, you got a pretty good chance of winning. And um, you know, I think that's something that that's helped us a lot. Just kind of break because nine inning game. I mean, sometimes it can be four hours. Like it, it's a lot. So if you think about winning the three innings, um, usually you're gonna have a pretty good shot of winning. So. And uh, mentioned, you know, first team all conference. You can tell that to your kids and grandkids one day. And you got a cool strikeout highlight yeah. on the ECU package on ESPN. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I was not expecting that. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's so, <laughs> very cool. Ryder, appreciate you joining us all year long, man. And uh, good luck to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, there is Ryder Giles, utility, shortstop, pitcher, whatever you need from him. And uh, enjoy talking to him. 
inside the Delcor Players Lounge all season long and was able to catch up with him on Monday. I thought it was funny when he quickly jumped on you when you tried to say that you were on board the whole time. Yeah, uh, Carter Spivey and I, uh, non-believers on the, and he was the AAC pitcher. I thought that was an interesting. So I don't too. feel as bad knowing that Carter didn't think there was a chance for them to host at some point this season, but. Uh, good thing that uh, Ryder and the team kept going out to practice and going out to play every game uh, because here they are. And we talked about it each and every week. You know, this team comes in here, whether it's after a sweep um, that they've had against uh, Bryant, uh, you know, or, you know, winning the conference championship. I mean, the attitude stays the same, the focus, the mindset stays the same. Right. And I kind of think that kind of summarizes this 18 game winning streak for this ball club. All right, uh, tell you what, let's take a break. By the way, man, I'm, I'm getting some uh, some shrapnel here. Uh, our 5 o'clock guest, Jake Agnos, is not happy. With, that is a strange picture. With the picture uh, Pirate Radio is using, I guess we need to talk to Glenn. He looks like he's like in the midst of like becoming the Hulk. I told him, I told Jake that it looked like we put him through an age filter. Yes. He looks like he's 85 years old. He does. <laughs> and people are talking about it. And oh, now look at him. He's pissed off at me. <laughs> he looks like he should play like Bruce Banner and be the Hulk. <laughs> All right. So, he's not even uh, wearing a baseball cap. We got to get a uh, better picture of Jake out there or he'll never come on the show again. <laughs> uh, Jake Agnos joins us at 5. Before we get there, we'll talk to Scooter. Scott Rogers at 4 o'clock. Patrick Mason also. Jeff Charles, all that and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live back after this. hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Flip Brock. All right, we've enjoyed talking Pirate Baseball all season long with the play-by-play voice of the Baseball Pirates, Scott Rogers. And that continues on in the postseason as Scooter joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line to get you ready for the Greenville Regional. Scott, thanks for joining us today. How you doing, man? Doing good, Cliff. How about you? Doing great. 18 wins you have called in a row, Scooter, and uh, it never gets old saying the Pirates win. And how about the week last week in Clearwater, four more wins for East Carolina to hoist the trophy on Sunday. Uh, How was that trip for you? It was a fun trip, obviously, with the success on the field. It was really fun. And, you know, you look at that tournament overall, and other than the first couple innings against Tulane, the Pirates really just ran through the games that they had in Clearwater, and I think that's what made, you know, really put an emphasis on how good the East Carolina team is and how they 
other than the Tulane series earlier in the year, pretty much just ran through the American Conference this season, and obviously it keeps them hot heading into the postseason as well. Jacob Jenkins-Coward, the MVP of that tournament, a little vindication for him after not receiving any awards during the regular season. And that's something we complain about, Scott, as fans, as as observers. Uh, was there anything, I mean, did you get anything from Jacob where he was upset about it? Did he say anything after the fact of, uh, well, here we go, I, I got my award, or did he not really care? Is he just out there playing baseball, you know? I didn't really get a sense from either of them that any of them even cared that they won a uh, title any, anyway. Even the guys that were all conference members, um, you know, as Cliff Godwin says, he treats them as team awards because it shows how well the team does and it affects everybody that got the individual awards. But I didn't really get in a sense that J.C. was upset or not happy or anything like that, he, that he didn't get the award. Yeah, uh, but it was great for him. Brian Bailey joined us Monday and said, or Tuesday, uh, said, I don't know how Zach Agnos didn't get it with the way he hit. But then again, Scooter, that just tells you that these Pirates are, are putting it together when you have multiple guys that could receive awards and uh, some good hitting performances. Even uh, we talked about Josh Moylan uh, doing well last week in Clearwater. So everything coming together here towards the end of the year, this is a good time to get hot, and the Pirates are the hottest team in the country. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned everybody that's been hitting the ball so well. And, you know, everybody knows Josh Moreland has had, you know, a tough year at the plate. But for him to start getting hot right now, you add that in the way that Zach Agnes is hitting the ball right now, the way Jenkins Coward's hitting the ball right now, we're not even talking about how well East Carolina has been pitching the ball as of lately either. And so once really everything started to come together a couple weeks ago, it showed what this East Carolina club can do. Sky Rogers joining us. Scooter Cliff won't tell us, so we'll let you tell us. Uh, you're in all the important meetings. Who's starting on Friday? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, it'll be. I don't know who it will be. I think it's going to be interesting to see who the Pirates throw. Uh, you know, in some of these cases, you see a lot of teams. You know, try to save some of their better arms and have them for Saturday when right. you're playing someone like a four seed, but. In a year like this, you know, I don't know if Cliff Godwin will take any chances. You know, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard. It's a hard decision to make. But it's going to be interesting to see. And obviously, Cliff Godwin knows a whole lot more about pitching matchups than a lot of us do. So I will trust whatever he does, definitely. Scooter, uh, this is your first year uh, doing this. You're still a, a young man. But at what point are you going to start answering questions like Cliff and just say, Cliff, that is a stupid question, and you ask me every week, and I wish you'd stop. I, I, at what point are you going to become old and bitter and, and answer questions like that? Well, apparently everybody thinks I'm like 28, 30 years old, so it might be soon. <laughs> well, that's your, right, rightfully so. That's your fault. You've been like around and just everywhere like since you were 12 or 14 or whatever, so it just feels like you're older. Well, if you catch me on a bad day at Elm Street Park, some of those little leaks. <laughs> uh, the, the wrath of Scooter on a bad day. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Scoot, okay. Scooter, you've done a great job all year long uh, on the call for ECU baseball. Um, you know, you have improved over the, over the season. There is, a, there's been a time where maybe you thought, well, I, I won't be on the call in the postseason. It looks like the Pirates will miss that on the postseason this year. Then there was a time where maybe you thought that, well, I'll be able to call some postseason baseball for ECU. It'll be on the road. Then you thought, <laughs> well, I might be getting the call at home as ECU host a regional. Now you're sitting here 
and you have the potential of calling back-to-back weekends of postseason baseball in Greenville. How excited are you in your first season to be able to do so? Uh, very excited. You know, and I will say, you know, sarcastically, the best part about this is I get to sleep in my own bed this weekend. But uh, uh, with no travel, but, you know, it's very exciting. And growing up a fan of East Carolina, you know, we've waited so long to get a top eight seed and to have this chance uh, to have postseason baseball in a super regional in Greenville next weekend is, is just an unbelievable feeling. But obviously you got to get through this weekend and everybody knows how special it is. This will be my first time watching some postseason baseball up in the booth instead of in the jungle. So it's going to be a different uh, view for me, but it's one that's very exciting to be able to have. And I can't wait to bring Pirate Nation the Greenville Regional over the airwaves this weekend. And I guess you'll be solo. They're sending your cohort all the way out to Corvallis, Oregon. So uh Coach O hitting the uh hitting the train today. He's got the like the stick with the little bag on the end. Like a uh, yeah. <laughs> on the train. Uh but Scooter, you've done that uh on the road before this year, so uh you're prepared for that, right? I am. You know, it's gonna be different calling at home with nobody. Yeah. Just, like you said, done it on the road this season and uh it's it's definitely hard calling a game by yourself, especially baseball, but uh, it's a fun challenge to be able to have, and I uh, can't wait to do it again this weekend. Scooter, uh, have you had a chance to look at the other teams in this regional? We talked about it earlier. Virginia is actually the betting favorite to win the Greenville Regional. You've also got Coastal Carolina, who finished out the season hot. Coppin State, the first opponent uh, on Friday. So, uh, we'll run them down real quick. Anything on Coppin State that stands out when you look at them? The main person that stands out on Coppin State is a two-way player in Jordan Hamburg. He is actually a finalist for two-way player of the year in college baseball, one of Coppin State's best hitters and also one of their top pitchers. And I believe that he's actually been throwing on Sundays this season, even though he's got the best numbers of their starters. So it'll be interesting, I think, to see what Coppin State does pitching-wise against the Pirates. Uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, the team that was very hot at the beginning of the season and kind of cooled down as the season went along. And that was a team that, you know, a lot of Pirate fans, and including myself, thought that could have been a possible regional destination yeah. for the Pirates postseason. But because of their uh, finish in the ACC tournament last weekend, that kind of put them out of the hosting ranks. And in Coastal Carolina, like you said, a hot team towards the end of the year as well. And, you know, one thing that's really cool, I think, about Virginia and Coastal coming to Greenville is that's two Omaha tradition-rich programs that come to Greenville. And just to be able to see that caliber of baseball is going to be fun. Scott Rogers joining us. Uh, He is happy to be staying in his own bed for the regional because – travel uh you never know right it's unpredictable so scooter we hadn't really told this story much on the air this week we've been focused on the the winning and everything but the travel back from clearwater to get to greenville was easier for some than others and you were on the others part of that right you you had a rough one so tell us about getting back to greenville and and when you got back and everything that that went down there yeah, it was a uh, interesting trip back to Greenville on Sunday night. We flew from Tampa to we had basically the team had four different flights just because of how way it worked with booking the flights and everything. But I was on a flight with about fifteen or twenty others heading from Tampa to Charlotte, and we were connecting from Charlotte to RDU, and then we would bus back to Greenville from there. But our flight from Charlotte to RDU got 
canceled, and we were already on the plane, and everything once it got canceled. The reason was is they only had one pilot for the flight. Not sure what happened with the co-pilot, if he disappeared or just didn't show up or whatever, but flight was canceled, and so we were in a scramble trying to rebook. Didn't have anything available for a couple of days. Didn't have a lot of hotel rooms available, so we rented a Toyota 4Runner, a CRV, and a Dodge van, and we booked it from Charlotte to Greenville starting at about 2 o'clock Monday morning and mm. in the Clocker Claire about 5.15 a.m. Wow. Was coming up when we pulled into the stadium. Here were some notables on that ride with the on the team. It was a uh, it was an interesting trip, that's for sure. It was uh, I had Josh Moylan on DJ on my trip, so that was a fun one, and we did not have – we, we had an older-style minivan, so we didn't have an ox cord. <laughs> we were jumping back and forth from XM radio channels trying to figure out what to listen to. Josh definitely found some bangers for us to listen to on the way back. And that is some precious cargo. So the, only the most trusted people drove uh, back from Charlotte to Greenville. So, Scooter, who was driving uh, the vehicle you were in? Uh, that would have been me. <laughs> I had Ben Terwilliger, Josh Moylan, uh, Kevin Chris, who's a manager, Ryan McChrystal, Beaker, and Jacob Jenkins Coward. So you better, if you see Scooter, give him a thank you for all he's done this year, but also getting your Pirates home safely. I mean, that's uh, that's some pressure right there, Scooter. And you're the same age as those guys. Ben Terwilliger's like eight years older than you. Exact look. He thought I was 30 years old. I had to show him my ID to prove that I was younger than him. <laughs> uh, the dad of the trip, Scooter. Did you have to tell those kids in the back to be quiet or you were going to pull over? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, well, Blake Hardigree was in the vehicle behind me, so if I had any trouble, I was just going to call Blake. <laughs> Man, what is, hey, I tell you what, Scooter. We can laugh about that now. If you guys had lost uh, and this thing oh had not God. gone the Pirates' way, that trip could have had a much different tone you know absolutely absolutely scooter good stuff man Uh, a lot of ball games to call this weekend so keep up the great work thanks for once again thanks for joining us all season long really enjoyed our chats on wednesdays and uh we will talk to you at least one more time this season we'll see if we can uh, get in touch with you next week Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Always pleasing, Cliff. Thanks, buddy. There's uh, Scott Rogers, Scooter, joining us today. How about that, Chandler? They are trapped at the airport. Now, they're happy. They're Okay, we're back in our home state. Yeah. But you know this, going to Panthers games and, like, Charlotte it might as well be in a state or two over. That is a that is a trek right yeah. there, and to do it in the middle of the night uh, after playing baseball, not just for the day and winning a conference championship, thank goodness, you played all week. Those guys are tired. They're ready to get back and recuperate for this regional, and you know they're having to drive what four and a half hours from Charlotte because of some cancellations in flights. Um, but I, I, it, like you said, maybe it helped out that the Pirates were victorious down in Clearwater oh, yeah. and conference, not just regular season champs, but conference tournament champs as well. Just another chapter in uh, Igo's book that he's going to write if this team makes it to Omaha. There you go. I mean, we're going to have to, we'll do like an audio 30 for 30 or something. I would be down to season. do that. And, uh, and I mean, we should go back to some of our conversations. I, I know that I've been pointed at a lot for being a non-believer because i said east carolina would not make it to the tournament as an at-large which by the way they didn't they made it as an automatic qualifier so i was kind of right but i did doubt this team um you know what i like about you clip <laughs> what's that 
and I admire you, and that is true. That is the truth. I, I look up to you as a big brother. You own that you were that you were wrong. You, you might as well. Yeah, I, I mean, if not, but there's people out there that do not want to admit that they were wrong, and that's kind of what I was getting to. Like, there's a million like tweets and posts and all kinds of stuff we can you point to have, of doubters. You have said I have been a non-believer. You have been called out by the head ball coach here. Yeah, I mean, why well, deny it at that point? Right. So, I mean, I just want to you know say. And you know what, Chandler? I've got had a lot of experience in it. When you're as wrong as much as I am, you kind of you kind of gotta you gotta get to the, the point where you just have to accept it. Yep, accept being wrong and being a failure. And you're the man for that. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? You know what clip? What's that, Coach? You're the man. Because Why is you, that? Because you admit you're wrong, and also this, in so doing, you're a pirate. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back expecting the arrival of Patrick Mason coming up later on this hour. And a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Greenville Regional begins on Friday. We're fired up. We'll be here Friday. More on that when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all uh, sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Patrick Mason going to join us here in just a moment. Let's take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Are the Mets going to run away with the NL East? 34 and 17 they blanked chandler's nationals today mm. five nothing that final other scores today major league baseball the cleveland guardians beat the royals four nothing and it was the cardinals over the padres five to two games going on right now marlins blanking the rockies five nothing after four innings it is the astros and a's just underway and the braves do have a two nothing lead over the diamondbacks and uh michael harris recently called up with a RBI double. Might be his first RBI since joining the team over the weekend. And I will flip that on right now. Atlanta blew one last night. Kenley Jansen uh, and the Braves ended up losing in the 10th inning to the Diamondbacks. Those scores going on right now on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Uh, coming up tonight, Lightning Rangers. I would be talking a lot more about this series <laughs> if it was Carolina. And by a lot more, I mean just any more at all. But I am out on hockey until next year. All right. Sounds good. Did you ever get – you were in. Yeah. You were excited. Yeah. I mean, we I'm done now. We could have been watching Kane's game one tonight. You said it yesterday, I believe. Eight o'clock. As we were leaving the studio, man, how great would that be tomorrow night, eight o'clock, AJ McMurphy's right at kickoff time for trivia. Um, you know, watching hockey, not just hockey, but uh, uh, Hurricanes East 
uh, con- Eastern Conference Finals hockey. And I said it just like you just said it, with all the stutters and everything. Yeah. That's crazy that you remembered it like that. Yep. <laughs> I'm really good at that stuff. <laughs> Patrick Mason's here. Hey, me. Patrick Mason's here. Hey, Patrick. Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. P. Mace. Hockey guy? Yeah, I, a little best. I got really big into it when the Blackhawks were good when I was living back home. The uh, Did you watch last night at all? Eight to six? Yeah. Avalanche over the Oilers? Uh, I just I saw a little bit of that. But I watched none of it. Yeah, I'm I, out. I did catch a little bit though. When I'm out, I'm out. Hockey's very regional. Yeah, we're done talking about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I will be checking out uh, tomorrow night. What's that? Probably nine o'clock. Yeah, nine o'clock tip off. Celtics and Warriors game one. Who you got there, Chandler? I'm gonna go. Mm. It's hard to count out this Boston team, even though State, uh, the Warriors are favorites to not only win game one but win the series. Man, don't you wish you took the Warriors? I know. I'm kicking myself. It was right there in front of me. Could have had a nice number on the future. The night of Kansas winning the NCAA championship, I had hit a future on the Rams and the Jayhawks. And somebody tweeted, probably sarcastically, but they were like, hey, uh, what's your future pick for the NBA? And I looked at it, and I was looking at somewhat longer odds, and I saw that the Warriors and Sixers were plus 100, and I was just going to take one on each side. And I didn't for some odd reason. Yeah. And now I sit here in regret. I think it's going to be a situation a lot like the Hurricanes. I know we're done with hockey. But uh, whoever wins that first road game is going to win the series. Mm. I feel like it's going to be back and forth. I disagree because I think they split at Golden State, but Golden State still wins the series. Okay. You think if Boston? Do you think Boston wins tonight, or do they? You think they win the next the next game? Well, they definitely don't win tonight because they don't play. Or not tonight. But I'm going to say I mean. game two. Okay. I, I mean, I take the Warriors in the series though. Patrick, as our basketball expert, who do you got? Uh, I got to go Warriors. Yeah. It's hard to pick against Steph Curry. Yeah, you got Clay Thompson back. All that Draymond experience. Green. Right. It feels like I don't know. What do you think, CJ? About all the talk about the Warriors have been there, the Celtics haven't. Is that a factor? I think it's reasonable, especially because the guys who have all this experience just hap- just so happen to be the core of the team. Um, and because it's they, not like Udonis Haslam right, on the right. bench because yeah. they played so many of these games together. Yeah. That I think that matters a lot. Um, I would I would pick the Warriors in seven. I had a Celtics homer last Wednesday at AJ's telling me um, Celtics are going to beat the Heat and then they're going to dominate the Warriors because the Warriors have nobody inside. Now I don't ex- I definitely don't expect them to dominate. This guy was I- hammered, by the way. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm asking you is he accurate in saying that. Dominating, no, but they will have an advantage in the paint because Kavon Looney just, he's not going to get it done. But I think. Is it weird, though? And who are we talking about getting it done for Boston? Al Horford? Like there were no, Robert Williams. Robert Williams. And, yeah. and, but Horford is a thing yes. in 2022. Yeah. That yeah. is remarkable. Yes, absolutely. It was a career rejuvenation with him rejoining the Celtics. Um, there is one team since Steve Kerr started coaching the Warriors that has a winning record against the Warriors, and that is the Celtics. And a big part of that is Steph Curry just cannot shake Marcus Smart. There is there's just something about Marcus Smart guarding Steph Curry 
that gives him fits. Hmm. And I think because of that, Marcus Smart is the X factor in this series. I love Marcus Smart. I think my favorite Celtic, though, currently is Grant Williams. Yeah. I just like those undersized guys that find their niche in the league and kind of does a little bit of everything. 3 and D kind of guys who play above their size. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does nothing great, but does everything kind of good mm-hmm. and hustle. I, I like that guy. All right, there's enough basketball and hockey talk. We'll get back to the baseball talk when we return with Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector. He joins us here to talk Pirates Greenville Regional. We will talk about it all when we return on Pirate Radio Live after these words. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dos by the Hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Coming up, hour three. Looking forward to talk to talking to Jake Agnos, former East Carolina lefty. Was able to watch his brother win a championship last week in Clearwater, Florida. Jake, a part of the Yankees organization, still trying to get healthy and get back on the mound. But uh, always great when we catch up with Jake. We'll do that coming up at 5 o'clock. Also, Jeff Charles coming up in Hour 3. Right now, Patrick Mason joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios from the Daily Reflector as he'll be on hand this weekend to follow it all and see what happens in the greenville regional uh patrick i asked you a leading question on monday during the selection show and said mm-hmm. did you think did you feel like you were covering the eighth best team in the country all year this year <laughs> and you answered honestly no and i would agree with that I, it never really felt that way it just kind of shows you the run they've been on of late and now we feel like we're starting to watch the eighth best team in the country, but there were a lot of a lot of weekends, a lot of midweeks we were out there where that wasn't the case. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. And I think it took them a while to get to this point, to start playing like this point, because they were, what, around a 500 team 20, I don't know, seven, eight games into the year. And I think it just took a while to find out everyone's got to get their role in. You know, everyone's got to figure out where they're pitching, how they're being used. Um, I think they got the, you know, the lineup solidified. I don't think that's really changed too much. Um, and while the beginning of the year, you know, they were flipping around leadoff guys. Yeah. Um, just a lot of moving pieces early on. And I think they, once they kind of figured out who they are, um, you know, we saw a different team. They're going to be one of the most unique hosts, if not the most unique hosts, when it comes to pitching and what they decide to do with the pitching this weekend, because we've seen a lot of different combinations there. We've seen openers. We've seen, all right, CJ, one inning at a time. And he goes, nine no hit innings. So, <laughs> It's a grab bag. You don't know what you're going to get, but I am anxious to see. Don't ask Cliff about it, by the way. He'll let you know (laughs) when he's ready. But uh, anxious to see what the Pirates do pitching-wise beginning Friday at 1 o'clock. 
And a lot of this pitching, too, I think, you know, for Cliffs and even Austin Knight, you really got to be watching this game, too, because they've done a great job lately of just saying, all right, this is it for this guy, and let's go to the pen, mm-hmm. versus, hey, he's got another inning or two. Yeah. And I mean, it's really just kind of a watch-and-see kind of thing. Yeah, like they're said, coaching know. in the moment. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's worked. It has certainly worked, and we've had a lot of heroes on the mound. So, Igo yesterday said if it was him, he'd, he'd do the best he could to get to Saturday with Spivey, Mayhew, and Sailor, you know, not pitching on Friday. You know, I mean, is that that's perfect world stuff? Yeah. Uh, but how about you on Friday? Like, what do you think we end up seeing? I, I don't know. I, from my perspective, just you got to you got to win. You know, you yeah. got to win these games. So it's hard just to say, all right, you know, we're gonna win, and we can, you know, throw our guys. But you know, it's also fair to say that you know you could win with who you have. If you don't, if you want to save those guys, you certainly can try to. But I think, uh, you know, Coach was saying on Monday that, you know, they were losing to Norfolk State last year, right? Yep. You know, they needed some... Lost to Quinnipiac uh, a couple of regionals ago in the first game. Yeah, so I think it's hard to overlook anything, you know? (laughs) Um, I mean, if you got to throw Mayhew to start it off, that'd be great. I mean, you got plenty of guys, you know, to go the rest of the weekend. Um, I I think that's the way you got to go. You just got to win. Ben Terwilliger uh, has been great out of the bullpen. Like who, who the second half of the season, Patrick, are some names that have stepped up in your opinion? Trey Savage comes. Trey Savage, for sure. Yeah. He is. I mean, he puts out so many, you know, jams. He just gets out of it. And beginning of the year, I mean, he throws so hard. It took him a while just to get that, you know, get his control down. But now he's reliable. You know, you can count on him. Bases loaded, no outs. Yeah. Trey, let's go. I mean, he, he's definitely been a key part of this run. And just because he pitches, like, in the fourth or fifth inning, he might get overlooked. But, I mean, crucial situations. No doubt. Sure. That is a, a great name. And uh, he has become one of the heroes for this East Carolina baseball team. Offensively, this team is uh, starting to put it together, too, from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy lineup. But, I mean, obviously, Bryson Worrell, he, he just stands out. He's been incredible. Um, I mean, just so many guys are just producing and just finding ways to get clutch hits. Josh Moreland's one of those guys that, as the season was young, we were like, when's he going to turn it on? And right now, he has turned it on, and he's con- trying to, to continue to do so. You're right, and especially he's going opposite field with a lot of his hits. You know, he's getting doubles, triples. That tournament, he was amazing, just taking balls to the opposite field. Patrick Mason joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Patrick, we talked about it earlier. Virginia, actually, the odds-on favorite to win the Greenville Regional. Is that surprising to you at all? Well, I think, what, the first half of the year, I mean, they were incredible, right? I mean, and they that ACC is very tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just a really good baseball team, so I don't I don't think it's out of pocket to say that they're, you know, favored, but um, it's <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you know, I, you know, they're just a good baseball team, and baseball is baseball. It's funky. You know, not always the best team wins, so you just got to be playing hot. CJ, did you like that? Uh, using some kid slang there? Out, out of pocket. pocket. I did. Thank you for that, Pat. We're trying to indoctrinate Cliff. No, I'm not learning any new words or phrases. I was just listening to the new Kendrick album, so Thank he, he was saying that. So This you know. is great. I stopped once uh, after Fat in the 90s. That's Fat. We need a culture segment every week there we go oh by the way this white guy over here (laughs) everything you've said today on the show has been no cap (laughs) i I haven't gone that far yet (laughs) what a what a what a thing that our cultural expert is patrick mason no offense to you patrick but (laughs) you never know a white dude in jeans (laughs) coming in here being our culture guy hey guys look at look at this man over here no bars Yeah, you can't knock the jeans. It's a, it's a classy look. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking anything other than 
you being our culture expert you know what hold on i am knocking the jeans because we've talked about this so many times it is like 97 oh that is true that get is, some shorts right. man yeah I, I wear shorts you know at the beach when i'm playing basketball but I don't know. if i wasn't a fatty i'd let you wear some i'd bring in some for you next week i'll see if i got any small ones just a change of clothes for me yeah i like it like oh, well, a locker room set up <laughs> all right uh what were we talking oh yeah virginia is the favorite how about coastal have you looked at any of the other teams i was actually funny to say that. i was just looking at coastal for whatever reason and their pitching stood out to me i think they got two guys that are like combined 14 and 2 and you know just great opponent batting average against but they're a team that's kind of traditional where you know they have starting pitchers and then they'll tie like a you know, reliever to them kind of like you know minor league baseball does where you got two guys going right and, back and speaking of pitching it reminds me i go yesterday talking about virginia's lefties if it is ecu virginia and they meet up at some point east carolina not only heavy left-handed in the lineup but even guys on the bench uh pinch hitting uh, a lot of lefties now we've seen that this year maybe it's not a big deal maybe i can overemphasize it but what do you think about east carolina if they do run into a good lefty like is that a detriment you think for this lineup you know this is probably the first year watching baseball or watching this team where sort of handedness has kind of gotten beat out of me where i'm like usually i'm like oh lefty's pitching you need a righty batter yeah but just the way they've kind of deployed people like they'll pinch hit joey barini against you know a hard lefty or yeah. someone or you know they'll throw in another left-hander and it's worked <laughs> out so i feel like handedness necessarily doesn't go into all those uh issues that cliff's thinking about it's yeah just like, i you wonder know, if you can get it done then go get it done is that is that just this team's case or is that across baseball trend i don't because it has been ingrained to us yeah to the point where when we're playing like rbi baseball or mlb the show we bring up a guy that's a righty <laughs> to face a lefty just because the big leaguers do it right yeah it so, doesn't matter i don't know yeah maybe it doesn't matter for for these guys yeah. i mean you look at it when cj mayhew's pitching righties have a terrible time against it right you know it's just how his pitches move um, so yeah, maybe that could be a similar case, and also maybe at, at this level, you know, you could just hit anyone. You know, at this point, handedness. Patrick Mason joining us. Patrick, how about your first year covering pirate baseball? Uh, how how much did you enjoy it? I mean, you're going to see it go to even a higher level this weekend and experience that. But uh, as we say, you don't care who wins or loses, but it's got to make it more enjoyable when you're watching good, fun baseball, right? Yeah, definitely during this this winning streak, um, it's been a lot more fun. I think, I mean, part of it too, I mean, even from a selfish standpoint, people are just sort of better moods when you talk to them. They kind of open up more. Yep. They're more willing to talk about different things. So you kind of get better stories. You get better answers. You just get a better interaction, which, I mean, for the most part, I mean, outside people probably don't really care about that. You know, right. how we have to deal with people but i mean it just it just makes for a better atmosphere i think when winning because winning cures all no doubt i was just talking about this to scooter a while ago you know i was i kind of felt bad for you at the beginning of the year because you weren't going to be able to cover ecu postseason baseball then it got to where all right maybe just a week or two ago are you going to travel to the oh regional? yeah we were asking right. you right, going, hey are you going to go to the regional if we you know where, wherever we go now you get to stay home you're at ecu and then potentially if ecu gets it done this weekend you'll be right back out there at clark leclerc stadium next week for a super regional which is still crazy to say how excited are you to be able to cover uh, the, this Greenville Regional this weekend? Because the atmosphere is just going to be out of this world. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And, yeah, I mean, I am excited. I think it's really cool to see this team at home again. Um, I, think, I think I wrote about it. it was, a lot of these players on senior day, they thought this was their last their last game. You know, Ben Newton standing around in the outfield taking pictures. Yeah. And, you know, and sure enough, he gets to play again. <laughs> I, I think that's just this really cool part about it. Um, that the season does, you know, kind of continue through Greenville. I did my uh, my tweet after that Saturday game against Houston and thanked 
Malcolm Gray, uh, Casey Singer, Eric Ward, Tom McClellan, the people at ECU for having me for another year and my farewell. And I'm going back again. Yeah. See you Saturday. And I'll see you this Saturday. It really, it, it, it was shocking, uh, this run that they're on right now. And I feel like the streak really doesn't matter at this point because everybody's 0-0, right? It's kind of a... It's kind of good that they finished the regular season with the streak because now we'll probably be talking. The only reason we're going to bring that up is if East Carolina wins three this weekend and two the following weekend, that'll be 23 in a row. That 23, a very significant number with Coach Keith LeClaire. But I feel like we're not going to talk as much about the streak now. It's more about just getting out of this Greenville Regional, going to Super, going to Omaha. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree because I mean every team at this point's had a week off. I, mean, I think you know whatever streak you were riding, you, know, you got to find a way to get that gear again. You know, you got to got to get back at it. And obviously, like you said, the twenty three is definitely cool, um, but it's more so just like you said, it's a fun way to end the regular season, and it was actually necessary the way to end the season. Correct. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, one slip up, who knows? I mean, are they? They top 16, probably. They're not top eight, that's for sure. Right. If you don't win that conference tournament, you're probably not top eight. And what we were saying earlier, you know, you were mentioning, you know, where are you going to go for the regional? I mean, everything had to work out like this. Some teams had to lose ahead of them. They had to win out, which they did. It's just kind of a perfect storm of, of where we're at. We talked about how nonchalantly they put up the top eight Monday. There was no, like, forewarning or anything. And I remember Iga was saying something to me, and there was chatter going on, and we look up, and we're like, in the world is that right like i mean you saw it too right yeah. like how shocked were you when you saw that i was i mean the players were shocked because yeah. it took them a while to even they were all looking at each other like you saw that too right like you yeah. saw this um you know I, I was trying to you know catch uh, godwin's reaction too but he was you know pretty stone-faced just like yeah. letting the guys you know enjoy it but well part I, of that too he said he had to make sure he yeah knew what he was seeing right it was just a unique thing if, if everyone in the room is like wait a minute what, what, <laughs> what's going on but you know it was definitely cool to witness and uh again i got a funny video i put on twitter that uh when they showed the first four out <laughs> nc state and old dominion were up there and one of the pirate players at the table i called him saying we're zero and four against those teams, and they all had a chuckle like you know, life ain't fair. <laughs> They're not in the tournament, and yeah. we're top eight seed. Yeah, that's right. Which is crazy. And uh, I don't know. Did you think anything on the snubs there? Did yeah. State get snubbed because if you get, if you put them in, you got to take somebody out, right? So like. I don't know how, how much were they screwed. Do you think? I, I definitely think they belong to be in, but at the same time, there's only a certain you yeah. know amount of spots. You know, if you win your tournament, you get in. That you know that takes away some spots. So. Boy, they are sour right now because you had what happened to them last year yeah. in Omaha. You had them out in a bowl game in California, notified at like six a.m. or whatever that they weren't going to play. No, it was it was a.m. in Omaha, and then it was a few hours before kickoff. I think they were told they weren't going to play that football game so yeah a lot of that's like out of their hand too like they're ready to play ready to go and it's like what <laughs> hey and this year they were ready to go and uh there's no way for, nowhere for them to go so uh i mean that is a good baseball team you know but i'm sure there's also plenty others that are good baseball teams and it brings sure, you yeah. back to the acc being the best conference in america this year and that kind of makes you nervous about virginia because i'm not taking anything away from east carolina but if ecu had virginia scheduled these last 18 games what would their record be it right, would, you know, I, I would, uh, I would say it wouldn't be eighteen and for sure. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't say so either. But you know, that's just what sports are. You got to play who's on your schedule, and you just got to win. And that is exactly uh, what play, the Pirates did. Play your schedule. All right, let's uh, let's take another break. Shirley, we'll come back. We'll wrap up hour two, 
and uh jake agno is going to join us at five o'clock jeff charles in hour three as well more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. What was uh, Mike's uh, comment on Facebook? Mike said on Facebook, Mike P, I'm with Clip. Don't know about all the these youths. Good God. Sorry. Man. I'm with Clip. Don't know about all these youths, youths Chandler. and their slang. Also, Mutes. is Patrick going to the Pirate Radio My kickoff party? <laughs> going to be a lot of jitterbugging. Should be quite a hoot and nanny. That's no Whoa. cap. <laughs> <laughs> Should be lit. Uh, yeah, Patrick, you need... You need, we need to get you more in the social circle. Yeah. The problem is you live too far away, right? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm here all the time, though. We need to get you to AJ's on a Wednesday night. Yeah. We got to get you out of the house, man. I know. Well, I'm, I'm totally down. Maybe we'll, like, next... You guys do it every week? Yeah. Yep. AJ's? Every right. single Wednesday. I'm going to shoot for next next Wednesday, then. Okay. I just got some work to do this. And Wednesday. then we got to get you at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, which will be across the street at the State Theater. And we'll let you know tomorrow how many days away till that and kickoff ECUNC State. Because we can't tell you today. Ne- cannot. We will and, not. and people have been asking me, Clip Brock. Yeah, I know. People are going to have you. to ask for 24 more hours. Yep. And yeah, I'm down to hang out and... <laughs> You know, what is that? Hoot nanny and hoot nanny, oh, and yeah. it's going to be a lot of jitterbugging going on. That is right. Can you, can you jitterbug in jeans? Oh dear, yeah, we got to get <laughs> you. Can some cut new a rug in jeans. <laughs> All right. This is like um, those movies they did in the late '90s, early 2000s with the girl who's really hot, but they put glasses on her, so she's ugly. And then you take the glasses off her, and she's like really hot. We're good. <laughs> yeah. we're like doing a makeover on Patrick. I'm just gonna hey Patrick, we need to do a makeover with you, a total makeover, and then just every, all the ladies at the Pirate Radio kickoff party all all over you. Man, yeah, who's that guy? Yeah, I heard he writes. That's Patrick Mason of the Daily Reflector. It is one of the sexiest occupations you can have. That's right. Newspaper, right? <laughs> if it was like 1972, probably. Yeah, this you is know. Mad Man, Mad Men, Mad Man, that's Mad right. Men. Yeah, that's the name of it. Just hanging on to a dime. Anybody ever t- told you like John Ham? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, all right, Patrick, we'll be there. We'll be out there one o'clock. I heard you talking to CJ earlier. So the games are spread out. I noticed this too because I'm doing PA Saturday. And I guess I'm just going to kiss my wife and daughter goodbye yeah. and say, see ya sometime. Bring a wallet-sized photo of them to how they look. I'll put their picture. Put it right there beside the mic <laughs> and just, like, sit there and because touch it. Because first game's at 1, second game's at 7, and, you know, don't really want to leave. You'll have to come right back if you do leave, so you're there all day. So I- I'm interested in seeing what happens Friday night. 
uh between coastal and virginia and i just hope ecu wins obviously everything but hope they take care of Coppin state because that saturday night round two game i don't know that that's my favorite game that's like it's still a weekend night even sunday night is going to be crazy but it's a school night it's sunday it's something that saturday night winner's bracket game is always awesome and uh, i hope east carolina's in that one that's gonna be fun and i'll be around all day saturday i don't know about the other games but you uh you gonna you have any interest in watching the others yeah i, I think i will i, I kind of just planned that i'm gonna be at the ballpark you know most of this weekend yeah <laughs> But, I mean, especially, that, like you said, that Saturday game, it just sounds so appealing, right? Like, you already got a little bit of a lather going from Friday. You got some wins or a win under your belt. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. We had a classic last year in the Greenville Regional, ECU in Charlotte. So where we got the... Uh, I remember the moment. I had to ask Eric to remind me who the opponent was, and it was Charlotte, like yeah, you said. Yeah, that's where the uh, famous safe call comes from. That's right, Shirley. Let's hear Corey Glory. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Talk to Corey today. That we did. If you missed that. Happy birthday. Uh, so it was, didn't Lane Hoover dump one into center and mm-hmm. Bryson Worrell scored? Am I Showed some that emotion. Correctly? Remember, we talk about Bryson Worrell not showing that much emotion. Well, we saw him this year uh, say it expletive to the Campbell pitcher. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was very hyped uh, about that and so was everybody, all 5,000 plus that were in Greenville that night. And it's going to be the same way, hopefully, this weekend. Yeah, that we play was... Sorry. No, go uh, ahead. That play was Bryson coming around to tie it and then somebody came around to take the lead, right? That's where the safe came from? I yes. I think that's what it was. I can't remember who that... I'm going to pull up the old box score. Do it. <laughs> That'll do it. And have uh, have all the answers for you here in a moment. Uh, Patrick joining us. Patrick, uh, I guess the Pirates are going to dominate the the words and the Daily Reflector from you this weekend. That's right. There's not much else going on anyway, is there? No. Oh, we got some high school action. Yeah, actually, uh, D.H. Conley. Uh, softball? Playoffs. Yeah. I think they're playing at Duke um, this weekend. It's like a best of three series. Uh, I think Conley can beat Duke. <laughs> We got a it's good quite team. possibly. Yeah, we got a good squad. <laughs> um, all right, good deal. I'm trying to find Chandler. Take over. What, I guess what I, what I was going to say was uh, you just mentioned showing emotion. Uh, we saw a lot of, as the season neared its end, we saw a lot of emotion from some guys that were pretty buttoned up early. Like, obviously, you mentioned Bryson Worrell, um, Ben Terwilliger going nuts and <laughs> some yeah. saves. Um, obviously, yeah. Jenkins Cowart, too. I mean, he's been doing that all year, but... Um, I have a feeling that you just kind of saw these guys, you know, kind of realize, hey, we are pretty good. We're playing well right now, and we can kind of hang with anybody. I was kind of hoping Campbell, because that was an awesome game earlier this in that midweek here at home. And Campbell's always a great opponent in the season, but they've also been in the regional, in the Greenville Regional in the past, and it's been uh, a great game there as well. But instead, they go to, to Tennessee. They get uh, they get the tough draw, and they will be heading to Knoxville to face the Volunteers in that regional. So, uh, tough matchup going on there. You're the only ten I see. Come on, here you go, CJ. Bottom of the eighth. Huh? Thank you. <laughs> uh, bottom of the eighth. Bryson Worrell double mm. down the right field line mm-hmm. to score Alec Makarevich, and then you had. Lane Hoover's uh, dump into center, which scored Agnos. So the World double tied it. Agnos scores, and then World scores, and I think that was the safe call. Yeah, that's right. That was the safe. (laughs) Glad we got that. If we accomplished nothing else today, we did go over the box score and the scoring summary from last year's Saturday (laughs) night game in the regional. (laughs) 
which is what everybody was wondering about. Oh, the energy Just game on Saturday, or the energy of the Saturday games always. Love the Saturday game. Yeah. My favorite game of the weekend. I mean, and a few weeks ago, you would have thought that we would be reliving last year's regional, not being able to experience that again this year. Instead, we get to experience it again this year. And you know what? Maybe I'm just a day two guy because we're about to talk about another memory from a Saturday game, a day two game with Jake Agnos. Like in state? When he had state. the performance of a lifetime, eight innings against NC State to knock them out and to advance East Carolina and to uh, keep them in it, which they eventually knocked off Campbell or Quinnipiac to win it? Uh, Campbell. Campbell. They lost to Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac. Or whatever Molly said. How do you say it, Patrick? Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. That's what... Lost to them, <laughs> beat State in what we thought was going to be the winner's bracket game, but it ended up being an elimination game. Beat Quinnipiac to eliminate them and then knocked off the Campbell Fighting Camels. On a Monday. To go to on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. That's when things got pushed back so much. Mm-hmm. Do we have to beat Campbell twice? Yes. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Because I remember I was still an intern here. I was back at home, and I was watching the the game game one with my dad. With I your said, daddy. With my ditty. And I said, <laughs> it was like the fifth inning. Pirates, it looked like the Pirates were going to win. I said, I'm, you know what? Troy texted me and said, you want to go to the game? I got a ticket. I told Dad. I said, hey, I hate to tell you this. Hey, Pops. I'm going to Greenville. I'm scared. And I'm going to go to that game tonight. And I did. And, man, it was awesome. And your life has just changed everything. And then we went to Louisville. <laughs> and uh, that wasn't fun. No, that was it. We just went to Louisville for fun. <laughs> Visited uh, Churchill Downs. Yeah, that's and, all. That yeah. was just a just a fun trip all right patrick thanks for hanging out man oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah just Love dudes oh uh, yeah just guys being dudes <laughs> all right uh when we return jake agnos joins us one of my all-time favorites one of your all-time favorites and we'll check in with the voice jeff charles it's all ahead hour three pirate radio live also make you a winner more to go after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rod. All right, we've enjoyed talking to East Carolina shortstop pitcher, wherever they put him. Zach Agnos this year as he's joined us on the Players Lounge, Delcourt's Players Lounge on Mondays. And uh, his big brother, one of my all-time favorites and one of yours as well, Jake Agnos. I hadn't talked to Jake in a while, so let's do it right now as the former Pirate Lefty joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jake, always great to catch up with you, man. How you doing? I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. It's always one of my favorite times being on Pirate Radio, and especially around this time of year, Man, it's just uh, 
such a fun time for all of Greenville. No doubt, uh, Jake, and, and we're looking forward to some big crowds, some exciting times coming up uh, this weekend and potentially next weekend, but first things first. I, I want to get your take on this year's team. I want to talk about your little brother, but uh, let's talk about you first, Jake. As, uh, give us an update on what's going on in your career. I know you're still trying to get back 100%, right? So uh, tell us what you're up to right now. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, I do still play baseball. I know it's been, man, it's almost been three years since I've pitched in the game again. Uh, but, you know, I'm working hard down in Tampa. I was over in, over in Jupiter for uh, probably the first 10 months of my rehab, and then after spring training, the Yankees allowed us to come back here. So uh, it's just been, you know, the biggest thing is I feel less like a rehab and more like a baseball player every day. I'm getting off a mound. And it's just a, a really slow progression of, you know, kind of stressing out the elbow and then allowing it to heal. So it's just a, it's a, you know, game against time. And uh, I think the trickiest part is you get to that throwing uh, progression at six months and you feel like you've made it. And then you realize you're only halfway there. So hmm. it's just, it's really just a battle of time over anything. But I'm doing good. And uh, like I said, I'm in great hands with the Yankees. So they've, They've been phenomenal to me. Well, that's good to hear, Jake. And I know it's frustrating. It's not the first time this has ever happened to a baseball player in the history of mankind. And I look around. We had uh, we had Trey Benton on recently, and he dealt with injuries here at East Carolina. He dealt with struggles uh, in his professional career, and he's having a phenomenal year this year. And he kind of talked about it. It's a little bit different from from you but he said when he returned from injury he had the yips he just couldn't get it right and and it's a process right and it's it's different for different guys so i think you do have examples to draw on uh when you do get frustrated that hey you know i'm not the first guy this happened to and and eventually you're going to get over that hump right yeah i'll tell you what trey's you know i got a group of guys that i always i mean i talk to him probably i mean four or five times a week if not every day but, yeah, like a Trey, you know, I think of Packers, my best friend, but Trey Benton, he's up there, too. And he's been phenomenal to me. Um, you know, I remember calling him about two weeks ago because you kind of hit that, you know, you start and you got the adrenaline going and then that kind of levels out and, and you have a little dip in velocity. And I was kind of worried a little bit. And, and I had a call with Trey and he was like, dude, you know, there were times where I thought I retooled my UCL. Like, you know, so mm. I think, you know, having him to just kind of talk me through it and, you know, him going through it uh, has really helped ease my worries and fears. So, yeah, having guys like that that uh, have been through it and and seeing the success he has, and but also seeing the, the work he put in, you know, it's it just that rehab time allows you to really just try to focus on everything that, you know, you felt was a weakness. So, like I said, just having him help me out and, and you know, kind of ease my fears has been has been you know, tremendously helpful to me. Jake Agnos joining us. Jake, it was awesome that uh, you're down there, so you were able to watch the Pirates last week in Clearwater, Florida, uh, at least for a, a couple of games, and we'll talk about how, how much you were there. But uh, first of all, most notably, uh, and I, I believe the kids call it a thirst trap, uh, Brian Bailey putting up that picture with you and Zach, and man, a, a lot of a lot of good-looking man in that one photo uh, for you guys. Yeah, Brian and Zach looking real good. I, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the one perk of being down in Florida is you get a lot of sunshine. And, uh, 
I, yeah, I felt like when I was at school, I was always pale, so it's always good. <laughs> you know, I've gotten out. Hey, when, when Coach Garwin doesn't have us in all those meetings, I'm able to go outside and uh, enjoy <laughs> some of the, the fresh air. But, yeah, you know, seeing all those guys and all the fans that came down to Clearwater, because, as you know, Pirate Nation travels tremendously. So, uh, you know, seeing all those people, I got to see uh, both of Coach Garwin's parents and uh, – uh, we can tell stories about his mom later, but uh, like I said, it's just it's great seeing all those people, and uh, I was able to spend a lot of time with with my mom and Zach, which which I cherished. That's awesome, and a, a great season for Zach, and kind of a shame, Jake, you missed out on the NIL stuff. We were able to have Zach join us every Monday, along with C.J. Mayhew, Bryson Whirl, and uh, believe it or not, uh, Jake, we actually got a few words out of them guys this year. They, they became a little talkative. And also Ryder Giles, he was awesome to talk to this year. Uh, so we got to know your brother and those guys kind of off the field. And it's something that we did maybe a little bit while you were here, but not as much as we wanted to. And uh, and uh, you would have been great for the NIL stuff, right? That's what, Yeah, I, told, I always give Zach a hard time because I felt like I put in all the hard work and, <laughs> and you know, tried, I thought Packard and I really – did a tremendous job of of uh, you know kind of involving Pirate Nation and yeah. and being more outspoken and vocal. But like I said, when I was there, we couldn't even have a meal paid for us when we went out. But uh, no, I really like I said, it's it's awesome when you're allowed you know you're able to to connect these guys with the community. And uh, I know they're having a blast, and it's always fun. And I see those questions you guys ask them. So oh yeah. Yeah, I always give Zach a hard time because he gets the barstool shirt deals and all that <laughs> while I was just doing it because I was enjoying it. There you go. Uh, and and uh, we've enjoyed hearing Zach tell stories of the Agnos family. I mean, the Agnos family has meant so much to ECU baseball, and I think that's a two re- two-way road, right, uh, Jake, that – East Carolina baseball has meant a lot to the Agnos family. It's it's kind of a shared relationship there, and uh, it's just awesome. Thank you for coming here, so we could get a few years of your brother here. Well, no, I I can't explain how much the city of Greenville or town I don't, but you know the, the community of ECU during this past year and, and all the struggles yeah. and trials we've been through with losing my dad. You know, it's just it's. Really, I, I I don't know how we would have made through it, uh, made it through because you know it, you just felt like you had so much support around you, and I mean I, I can name people that have constantly reached out. I mean it's it's unbelievable. You you know at first you're like okay it's just a you know they're thinking about you, but you know as months pass and they're continuing to reach out, it you know it just shows that they truly do care about you. And like I said, I, I you know. It's meant so much to my family and I, and uh, we can't thank everyone enough for how incredible they've been to us. Jake Agnos joining us, and similar to Zach, Jake, you know, big smile, outgoing personality, but on the mound, just kind of a different mentality. Chandler here, when uh, Zach made his first pitching appearance this year, saw him on the mound and said, man, I, I don't recognize that guy. Who is this guy? He is intense. The smile is gone. He's a bulldog up there. Kind of a different guy when your brother hits the mound. So let's critique um, his pitching this year, Jake. I know you got to be proud of him because he logged some big innings, closed out some games for East Carolina, and was a big part uh, on the mound of why they are where they are today. Yeah, like I said, he's been – I've just been so impressed with how Zach's handled himself, especially – when I think back to the beginning of the year and, 
he started struggling a little bit. I thought that that was such an easy time for him to have folded and, and not been able to, to bounce back like he has. But, you know, offensive, I think just as an all-around player, he's just done a phenomenal job with the circumstances. But on the mound, it's funny. It's like I almost get as nervous as, you know, I would be pitching. And I was telling Coach Galwin, I always bit my nails and I stopped over the quarantine. That was one of my bad habits that I stopped. <laughs> But once I got back on the mound, that went out the door. I like I find myself I get so nervous, and uh, but I'll tell you what: every time he gets on the mound, he 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 just has that, like you said, bulldog mentality, which is something I probably credit to my dad for instilling in us. You know, every time we picked up the ball, that's what he wanted. So, uh, but you know, they're popping him out there a lot. I kind of got worried. I'm like, Zach, you got to make sure you got to remember you're playing short every day. Like, you know, you got to make sure. But he he says he feels great. And, uh, man, it's always great to see someone who wants the ball every time. And I think that's just the biggest thing is, you know, Zach knows that whatever the situation is, he's going to go there and do his job. And, and it's just been fun to watch. And uh, the results have been great, too, which is even better. And Jake, you were uh, on a team with uh, some of these guys, and Ryder Giles is one that's come in and pitched some some big innings for East Carolina this year. Cliff said on Monday they definitely wouldn't be where they are without Ryder Giles. And how about a guy like Carter Spivey, who really struggled when he first came in to the program, Jake, and, and he is the AAC Pitcher of the Year for what he was able to do in long relief and, and making long outings when East Carolina needed him. And just the growth of these guys, you were able to see them when they were younger. It's got to be pretty cool for you to see them now as older players, leaders on this team. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think if you ask Spivey or Ryder or any of those guys, you know, what they've changed to have the success, it's, it's just been the same thing. And it's just like not trying to do too much and really just going out there and just focusing on competing. I think that's the biggest thing, especially playing with Carter as freshman year. Uh, I think the biggest thing I see when he gets on the mound is just that confidence, and it looks like he doesn't care about anything other than, you know, competing with the hitter. So I think, like, you know, when I talk to these young guys, that's always my biggest message is, like, you know, you put on all this hard work, but, you know, when you step in between those lines, you know, if you're thinking of anything other than competing, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. So seeing these guys go out and compete, I know it's it felt like I've been there for, you know, haven't been there in forever, but... You know, I, I think there's like five or six guys that I played with, but seeing the growth uh, from then and even throughout the season has been really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, it just makes me happy to see, uh, you know, how this team has proved a lot of people wrong. I think in the beginning of the season, a lot of people wrote them off. And so just staying the course and just, you know, knowing that if they play their brand of baseball, they'll be fine. So it's, like I said, it's been a great distraction for me, but with all the success they've had, you know, from really, you know, mid-season, once conference play started on, it's just been such a joy to watch. Jake Agnos joining us, and and when I think about regionals, one of the first things I think about is your performance against NC State. You might be tired of talking about it with me. I know I've brought it up at least once or twice in the past, but elimination game, Gotta have it. And Jake Agnos goes eight innings, four hits, uh, two runs, nine strikeouts 
and the Pirates beat the Pack to move on and eventually win the Greenville Regional. And I still I remember that hat tip, Jake. And uh, you had a lot of great moments, great games here at, at East Carolina. I always go back to that one. Just such a a big moment in time where you're playing a rival, although at that time you're playing for your lives. It wasn't even about NC State. It was about uh, just getting your team to the next day, to the next game. And uh, I'll always remember that one, Jake. That was a, that was an all-timer. I'll tell you, that, that you know, I think back to that weekend. And, and really, you know, I won, after they won the conference tournament, the regionals got released. I texted Coach and just told him how the week of the regional leading up and all that stuff, just the, the atmosphere in Greenville was really my favorite part. I remember we were pack, uh, Sam Lanier, Volve, and I went to a gas station, and we saw like in the paper talking about I feel like a nine year old man, but <laughs> I saw on the I saw on the paper that you know, they talking about the regional and this motorcyclist dude, you know, walked up to us and he's like, Hey, that's you guys, right? And so it was just like I said, it just the, the memories I made, you know, from the conference tournament on are, are really, you know, my favorite times of the year. And uh yeah, I think back to that N C State game and, and I all I had you know, all my focus was was just to try to get us to the next game. You know, if we could just get past NC State and then focus on the next game. Uh, but, you know, I don't even think about that. I think about the dog pile at the end and moving on. That was my favorite experience. I'm just glad that I was able to contribute in a little way and help us get there. And now, Jake, uh, you've been a part of Super Regionals. You know how difficult it is to go and win on the road in those things. And it's been a common thought that if East Carolina is going to go to Omaha, the path needs to go through Greenville. And East Carolina has set themselves up for that to be a possibility this year. If they can win the Greenville Regional, they will then host the Super Regional for the right to go to Omaha. And you were never able to experience that, a Super Regional in Greenville, Jake. But how much, uh, you know, do, do you think there's something to that? Do you, do you, it's not a given, but man, you feel like you like your chances a lot better if you can play that one here, right? Well, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I know Coach Galvin will get mad at me for this, but I know you got to win this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know you got to take it one game at a time. But if there is a super regional in Greenville, there, I don't want to guarantee it, but there is a high probability that I will be up in Greenville nice. and experience it with them because, uh, you know, I wouldn't miss that. The first time in 21 years, the first time actually in Greenville, like, you know, that's what you, we all played for. That's what we've been working so hard for. I'm glad that there's an Agnos on the field that will be able to enjoy it so I can, you know, enjoy it vicariously through him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, just having that home field advantage, especially when it's, you know, the fans we have. The I, I saw that post about uh, Greenville being, like, the second uh, best atmosphere, which I'd probably consider it the first. But, like I said, it's just the home field advantage. It, it just gives you the best shot because, you know, you're playing comfortably in your home stadium. So, like I said, I know you got to take it one game at a time, one weekend at a time, but, but man, I can't, you know, if they get to that Super Regional in Greenville, I, I, I think it's going to be something that no one has ever seen in Greenville. So uh, watching the collection show, when I, I don't think they did a good job of releasing the host sites because, you know, they kind of put up that eight yeah. thing. It was like, here's your national seeds. And, and I was coming home from the facility, and my mouth, I like, I, I, you know, was watching it, but, like, the sound wasn't very high. And then, like, I saw teams like Stanford and uh, Virginia Tech and those teams, and I saw ECU in the corner, and my mouth kind of dropped. 
and then, you know, I'm texting all my buddies. I'm like, you know, what's going on? And then, uh, you know, once they released it, I, I, I was FaceTiming my mom, and I, I just couldn't, like, grasp the fact that they were a national seed because that, you know, was something, like I said, we've been working for so long and so hard for. So once they released it, I was just, I was really, it took, I don't think I've still, like, comprehended that ECU is a national seed and, you know, they're in a position to host a Super Regional. It's just, it's just credit to Coach Godwin and all of those players for, for sticking with it. And what a run they're on. You got to see. How many games did you get to see? Did you see them all uh, last week? Jake, uh, 18 wins in a row now for East Carolina. Uh, incredible. No losses in the month of May. I think it's kind yeah. of my birthday month. But uh, <laughs> no, they – so I was – I mean, that conference tournament is huge to win that first game and get you the off day. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to see that game, the Thursday game, and then they got off. And then uh, Saturday was a morning game, but I had to throw a bullpen – but I, we had it's funny we had it on in the training room, so I got like Zach Britton and all those guys giving me a hard time and and act you know giving. Me, <laughs> but uh, so I, luckily I got out in time and I saw I got there in the eighth inning, and then uh, that's when they got in a little bit of trouble. We were able to get out of it. I don't think I was good luck that game, but then I was also able to go to the championship and see all that. So that's awesome. And I was just. Yeah. I, I saw where Jake Washer was making his teammates uh, from the South Bend Cubs watch it in the locker room. I, I really don't think people, you know, people that didn't go to college don't understand. It's just such a, I guess people that didn't go to ECU don't understand. It's such a great atmosphere and just environment. And yeah. It just means so much. And, you know, you you don't want to live in college, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> well, I got an excuse because Zach's there, but it's just, it's <laughs> such a fun thing to watch. And I was lucky that it was only 20 minutes from where I'm staying. And uh, my, I was done, you know, I get done pretty early in the day, so I was able to pop over there and see Zach and the guys play. So it was uh, great for me. Like I said, not being able to play myself right now, it, yeah, I kind of live vicariously through the team. That's awesome stuff, uh, Jake, and, and we can't wait to see you back on the mound and, and throwing, but it is cool that uh, you can get some joy out of this team and, and, of course, your brother who, again, has told it. He makes it sound like you just beat him up his whole life, Jake. I know that's not true, but that's how Zach kind of frames it. Tell you what. I didn't do anything that he didn't deserve, but no, <laughs> contrary to you know what he says, we did have you know even with John and Katie, all of our siblings, we really were fortunate to, to yeah. have so many great memories, and we had a lot of fun. And you know, I think I look out and I saw Coach Palumbo's kids playing wiffle ball, you know, out in the outfield in the conference tournament, and I would just think about when Zach and I would be out in our yard playing, and John and I. So, yeah. like I said, uh, even though he makes it seem like we had such a tough childhood on him uh we had a lot of fun and uh i think it made him a better baseball player in the end there you go jake agnos joining us jake appreciate it so much man always enjoy catching up with you and we wish you the the best of luck we're keeping up with you and what's going on with you can't wait to see you back on the mound and how about this uh if things go right we'll we'll see you next weekend here in greenville how about that hey let's hope so i uh I can't wait. I'll be watching and wearing my purple and gold all this week. So, uh, Clip, I appreciate it. Y'all have been great to myself and my family. And I hope I can see y'all in person, you know, the week after next. So uh, let's just hope they take care of business. Sounds good, Jake. Appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll catch up with you again down the road. And, And like you said, hopefully next week. Take care, Clip. Thank you, Jake. Jake Agnos joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, one of the all-time greats and also one of our favorites to talk to now that he's gone 
from Greenville. And uh, next for Jake, we want Shirley to be updating his stats if he can get back healthy because he talked about all his old teammates and all the Pirates he's watching, which he's loving. The only thing he doesn't like about it is he can't be out there doing it as well. Yeah, I've been keeping up, you know, of course, uh, all the minor league guys. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just yesterday, Sean Armstrong, who had been yeah. uh, picked up by the Durham Bulls, he left. Um, oh, shoot. Who was he pitching before uh, he was pitching for the Bulls? Um, I just drew a blank there, but he just got picked up by the Tampa Bay Rays to go up and uh, pitch in their bullpen. Uh, they have an injury in their bullpen, so they called Sean up yesterday. So he is uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays right now. Burley had uh, another good night. He was one for five last night. He's tearing it up in What AAA. are they waiting for? Well, they've got, uh, you know, he's typically an outfielder, and that's where he's been playing uh, for the Redbirds. They've got a solid outfield with St. Louis right now, and uh, they've got a solid first baseman too. So they really don't have anywhere to put him right now. Uh, so that's why he's been stuck in kind of triple A uh, kind of limbo. Up to DH. It, that is hitting. that is a very you know that's a possibility. So yeah. that's something we'll keep an eye on. And uh, Thomas Francisco had a good night last night. He was uh, one for three with an RBI. He's got 15 RBIs so far for the Peoria Chiefs, which Grand is the uh, also in the St. Louis Cardinals um, organization. He is in high A ball. So uh, keeping an eye on those guys. Um, Jarrell Cotton was sent back. Uh, sent, oh Lord, I almost just uh, really, really let my southern accent out. Uh, but uh, Jarrell Cotton got sent back to the St. Paul Saints, which is the AAA affiliate for the Twins. They waived him, but they picked him back up. And uh, they're going to keep him at least with the St. Paul Saints for this season. Whether or not he'll get called back up uh, is, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. Uh, enjoy your chat with Jake Agnos. Thank you. And I'm glad that we are able to experience another Agnos, just like when it comes to personality. Yep. There is a third Agnos, and I really want to see if he has that same personality. Well, there's a force, too. There's a sister. I, and there you go. I, I want to see. Should we get the whole family? Let's on? get the whole family. You know what? Maybe the whole, we'll do that. Do Agnos family. We'll do an Agnos family podcast pirate that would be cool that would be cool because i mean you know they could talk about their dad they could talk about their upbringing i mean i think that would they be can a talk great about idea. the games that they yeah, play because that ended in fights that ended in fights because zach has mentioned those quite a quite a few times talk to the talk to the third agnos brother and then the sister about you know growing up watching their two brothers play Growing up, Agnos, this Sunday on E. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Bring the mom in to talk about how in the world you have to play referee. Oh, yeah. You know, with all these boys being overly competitive. I think we got something here, folks. We this just... is the first ever ECU Athletics reality show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got it. All right, Shirley, Keep it up with the Agnosis. Open up the booty bag. Booty boo. Booty, 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 booty You're going to like this one. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. What do we got? Tell them, Shirley. A $15 gift card courtesy of Wings over Greenville. Oh, man. Wings over delivers. Utilize that this weekend, folks. Yeah. They're going to be open. And if you do not feel like getting the grill out and lighting up the charcoal or however you cook out there, let Wings over do it for you. What number call are we looking for? Sorry, 12. 12, 317, Back with more after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Susan Deans of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. Wings Over Greenville is your tailgating headquarters for the Greenville Regional this weekend. If you're in the jungle and don't feel like firing up the grill, let Wings Over take care of your tailgate spread. While you're ordering for your jungle crew, be sure to check out the all-new Tender Sandwiches. Or you can order a large tray of wings, tenders, and waffle fries. You can give them a call at 758-9464 to place your order. Wings over Greenville, your Greenville Regional Tailgating Headquarters. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Let's visit with the voice, as we like to do on Wednesdays. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing on this Wednesday? Cliff, I'm doing great, and everybody in Greenville is really looking forward to this regional this weekend. It's a hot ticket, isn't it? Absolutely. It is going to be a uh, madhouse coming up beginning on Friday at 1, and then, man, I hope East Carolina can get by Coppin State because that something special about that Saturday night uh, in Game 2. That, that, that one really packs the stands and has people excited, and if we can stay in that winner's bracket getting that game, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, what this weekend could be and, Jeff, potentially what next weekend could be because we were all shocked uh, watching it with the team at the Town Bank Tower on Monday when East Carolina received that eight overall national seed. And uh, you, many miles away, Jeff, you were probably a little surprised too. What was your take when you saw East Carolina was eighth nationally, got that national seed? Well, I was just like everybody else, Cliff. I was really surprised that uh, they got the eighth seed. But I tell you what, what a great opportunity this is for this ball club and for this program. And uh, it just goes to show the respect that East Carolina Pirate Baseball has nationally and with the committee. So let's hope the guys down can take advantage of it. But you're right, it all starts on Friday, and you have to get by Coppin State, which the Pirates are heavily favored to do. But this is a really good regional, and the other two ball clubs in there with ECU, of course, Virginia. There's a long history with Virginia that East Carolina has, and they're also a good rivalry with Coastal Carolina down through the years as well. And both of those ball clubs are really good. Virginia's been in the top ten for a lot of the time this year, and Coastal Carolina is, as we all know, they found lightning in a bottle that one year and got all the way to Omaha and, and won the national championship, and uh, Coach Gilmore does such a great job down there in Conway, and just about every year they're in the tournament and they make a run. So this is not going to be easy for the Pirates. Now, playing at home is a nice advantage to have, but those two ball clubs are really good. The Pirates uh, will have to bring their A game against both of them. 
No doubt about it, and uh, it is a, a talented regional. Looking forward to seeing Coastal Carolina and Virginia go at it on Friday night. That's going to be a great game to see which one of those teams can stay on the winner's side of things. Jeff, on Monday, Cliff Godwin's team was brought up that received uh, the seven national seed many years ago, and East Carolina at that time in Harrington Field did not host the Super Regional, so we had to go down the road to host it. I know you've called some baseball in the past. Uh, were you calling games at that point, or what do you remember about that time where East Carolina uh, hosted a Super Regional, but of course not in Greenville? Yeah, I do remember broadcasting those games, Cliff, uh, back in the day. I remember Harrington Field doing a lot of baseball games there as well, and remember going to uh, Kinston, remember going to Wilson, and all the times the Pirates had to host games over in those uh, minor league baseball facilities rather than Harrington Field because Harrington Field just was not equipped to handle regional play. So, yeah, I, I do remember those games. I remember some great players who have come through ECU. One of my all-time favorite players is Pat Watkins, and we've had him on the air with us a number of times, and I always talk about Pat, the incredible statistics he put up his uh, final year in an ECU uniform. He had 445. Uh, I don't know that's ever going to be broken anywhere. He had 445 in his final year clip, and then, of course, he went on to a career that finally saw him reach the major leagues uh, with Cincinnati and with Colorado. And, you know, he was a terrific player, and I single him out because he did get to the big leagues, but. A lot of other great players during that era played uh, for ECU that we really enjoyed watching play. So, yeah, it's uh, it was fun during that time, but this is a different time, a different era. And it's so great that East Carolina now has a facility like Clark LeClaire Stadium where you can host a regional, you can host a super regional, and that was why it was built. It was built with that in mind. East Carolina really needed to upgrade its baseball facilities, and people stepped forward and did that. And now it's just such a great facility, and, and now that's no longer an issue as to whether or not you have a suitable place to play. So, yes, it was a lot of fun back then. It's a lot of fun these days, and obviously East Carolina's had a terrific baseball program for a long time. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, The Voice. Uh, seen a lot of great ECU baseball teams, and now this one trying to host a Super Regional at Clark LeClaire Stadium for the first time in school history. To do that, they'll have to get past some good teams this weekend in Coastal Carolina, Virginia, and Coppin State. Jeff, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's been out there a lot on social media. You had uh, an ESPN Plus announcer say that East Carolina was in uh, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. You had... Uh, multiple times on Sports Center top ten, uh, East Carolina called Eastern Carolina. It just—I mean—it's happened a million times now. I hate to say it, now I'm kind of desensitized to it, and I don't even get a big reaction anymore because it just has happened so many times. But Jeff, uh, you've been around a while. I know you've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times at this point, and I don't know like, what, what's the what's the reason for it? like how does it change? Well, I mean, will it change? Uh, what, what's your take when you see an Eastern Carolina or a Greenville, South Carolina? Well, quite I think the reason for it is you've got ignorance involved. Quite frankly, with a lot of people who are broadcasting games that don't even do their homework enough to know where the school is located, or people in production trucks or other uh, visuals who don't even know the right name of the school to put up or yeah. right location where the school is located. And, Cliff, you know, we talk about changes, and, you know, a lot of changes, of course, uh, go on through the years. But 
One thing that has not changed is that people continue to talk about Eastern Carolina and Greenville, South Carolina, when they refer to ECU and they refer to Greenville, North Carolina. I mean, it was that way, Cliff, when I came to ECU 35 years ago. And here we are 35 years later, and it's just the same old, same old. So I don't know. I know different administrations have have come into ECU, and I've heard different folks down through the years, well-meaning people who have been in ECU athletics, and they've gotten on on their soapbox and said, we are going to change that. That is never going to happen again. We're going to call ESPN. We're going to call all these (laughs) people. And they have done that for years, and then the same mistakes continue to happen year after year after year. And, again, I, I just think it's uh, a lack of detail with a lot of these folks who are involved now in, in television and radio and broad, radio, TV broadcasting and, uh, you know, in the print media that they don't do their homework enough. It's, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating for a lot of folks because, you know, ECU is ECU, and people should know that nationally, especially people in the sports media business. I mean, after all, this is their business is to get things right. And they just uh, don't seem to be able to do so. So it's frustrating clip, but I've got a million stories that we don't have time to talk about, but I'll give you one real quick one. There was an administrator at ECU who will remain nameless, who moved from a different location to come to work in the athletics department at ECU. And the moving van went to Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. And they pulled in there with everything that the man had in his possession. And they said, well, we're here. Where should we go? Greenville, South Carolina. He said, no, you're about five and a half hours away. It's Greenville, North Carolina. My goodness. There you go. Just one of the many uh, Jeff's uh, stories Jeff Charles will have in his book one day uh, that we all look forward to reading. It's all the time, Cliff. Man. It really does. And, you know, Greenville, South Carolina, because I live there, too, you know, it's a bigger town. And people just know of it more than they do Greenville, North Carolina, because yeah. it's just on the map or nationally. And so when people say Greenville, they think of the Carolinas, they think of Greenville, South Carolina. And, you know, it's, it's been that way for as long as I can remember. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. The uh, Hurricanes out voice saw a lot of goals last night in the Western Conference Final as uh, Edmonton and Colorado were lighting up the lamp 8-6. to six, That score coming up tonight. Uh, you've got uh, game one between the Rangers and the Lightning. And then in the uh, NBA, you got that long layoff before we get to the finals. Should be a good finals, Jeff, but they spaced it out so much it's going to be out of people's minds by the time it gets here on Thursday night. But I am looking forward to, uh, to Warriors and Celtics. I like the matchup there. Uh, what do you think about uh, Stanley Cup NBA? You still following these, Jeff? Oh, absolutely. you got to give the Rangers a lot of credit, too, Cliff. They went into Raleigh and they won game seven. So, And they didn't even – they dominated that game. It just didn't win it. They won it handily, as you know. Six to two was uh, almost midway through the third period that finally Carolina got a goal. They were down four to nothing. So, you know, you got to give them credit. Now they go back home and they've got the first game at home. Uh, in this uh, conference final. So, you know, they're playing really well. And then last night, you know, an 8-6 to six hockey game is like 18-16 to 16 in baseball. <laughs> so that game was something you don't really see that often, a lot of offense, and usually in Stanley Cup playoff action, you know, the games are, you know, more like 4-2 to two or 3-2, to two, so you don't see too many high-scoring games. But that was the case uh, in that one. Yeah, I'm like you, Cliff. 
really interested in the finals in the NBA. I think it's a great matchup. I'm going to stick with Golden State. You and I have talked about this for a number of weeks now, and I picked Golden State early on, and I think it's uh, got a chance to be a really terrific series. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see it go seven games, and uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun to watch. I wish these games didn't start at 9 o'clock out west, but then you have to understand it's 6 o'clock in San Francisco when they start. So, you know, sometimes the 9 o'clock starts on the weeknights. It's a little difficult for people in the eastern part of the country to stay up and watch the whole game. But I think it's going to be a, a really terrific series. I, I really do. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, what else you following in the sports world? Uh, baseball, my Braves are reeling a bit. Uh, Kenley Jansen blew one last night. Arizona knocking off the Braves. Uh, you, you following baseball? What else are you keeping an eye on in the world of sports these days? Oh, yeah, baseball on a daily basis, uh, obviously. Clip. But I'll tell you what, in your division, somebody better reel in the Mets here pretty soon or they're going to run away and hide. Uh, they're just dominating that division, as you know, and they're very good. The pitching, of course, is very good for that New York ball club. As we talk a little baseball, I don't know how much you have mentioned this uh, this year, Clip, but you mentioned the past players and the great tradition of Pirate Baseball. Have you noticed what a good year Jeff Hoffman is having out of the uh, Cincinnati Reds bullpen? He's doing really well this year. His stats are great. Have not talked about that enough, and and that's awesome for him because he's been uh, he's been at it for a while now, voice and, and dealing with injuries, going from a starter bullpen, different franchises. So that that's great that uh, he, he's got it going this year. Yeah, he really has for a bad team, as we all know. The Reds are one of the worst teams uh, in baseball, but he's he's done well. The last time I looked, clip a few days ago, his ERA was under two. I think it was something like one point five oh, one point six oh. And his uh, strikeout to walk ratio was really good. And he's doing a heck of a job out of the bullpen. And as we've always said, I mean, Jeff has the arm. It was always a matter of command and staying away from injuries. Of course, he had to pitch in Colorado, and we know what a launching pad that is. That's a very difficult place for pitchers to pitch. So now he's getting a chance. Maybe he's kind of settling into a role now as a, a relief pitcher. Of course, for years he was a starter. But now he's kind of that bridge guy in the Reds' bullpen, and he seems to be flourishing with that. So, yeah, I'm really happy for Jeff. I remember broadcasting games when he was pitching for the Pirates, and I remember some terrific performances uh, that he had. He's a good guy. So we just continue to wish him well. But some of the other division races uh, clip in, in Major League Baseball are, are very interesting. I pay a lot of attention to the American League Central because most of those teams are – all of them actually are in the Midwest, and I get a chance to follow that closely while I'm here. And uh, the Tigers have just had a terrible season. They're one of the biggest disappointments of the year. I, the Tigers actually went into this year thinking they were going to contend in the American League Central, and they have had so many injuries to their pitching staff. It is amazing. Uh, four of their five starters have gone down already this year that they mm. had on opening day. And it's just been this back and forth to Toledo to Detroit. We're trying to get the next pitcher and plugging this hole and plugging that hole. And last night, Cody Clemens, the Roger Clemens' son, yeah. made his major league debut with uh, the Tigers. He's an infielder, and he came up. He's 26 years old now. He came up and he started at second base. So, yeah, I, you and I talked about this. I think a couple of weeks ago, Cliff. A lot of mediocrity there seems to be in baseball this year. Seems to be a handful of really good teams, and then you've got a lot, a lot of mediocre teams, and then you've got some teams like 
the Reds and the Royals and the Tigers and the A's that you know are really struggling this year and just are not very good. Jeff Charles joining us talking about what's going on in the world of sports. Jeff will reconvene next week and hopefully we're talking about a super regional could be Texas, Louisiana Tech, Dallas Baptist or Air Force coming to Greenville for a super regional. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it next week. Voice, thank you for joining us today and uh, have a great rest of your week. You're welcome, Cliff. Always great to visit with you and our Pirate Radio listeners and go Pirates this weekend. Looking forward to a fun weekend. The Voice Jeff Charles joining us here on pirate radio live better news for braves fans as we come out of that interview uh austin riley just dropped a three-run mega bomb and the braves lead the diamondbacks five nothing on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub the buck the voice speaking his uh, speaking his opinion about the uh situation regarding greenville south carolina just ignorance uh just pure ignorance Kenny Curlings on Facebook Live says, does Greenville, South Carolina even have a college sports team? Johnny Robertson already answering that. Furman is the school there. Which is why Jeff lived there, because he used he, to paint he a purple. He used to paint the, the Palatins Paladin. purple. Paladin. Paladin's purple. Paladin. So Pal- that, there's a Paladins. There's a cool, neat story that, for you. That is a cool, neat story. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap it up on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday. Coming up on Thursday's edition of PRL, we'll talk to the play-by-play voice for Coastal Carolina Baseball. We'll get a preview of the Chanticleers coming up. Also, former Pirate Brandon Manning will join us. We'll go inside the Anger Management Rage Room. Ellerby will be here. Troy D., and uh, we will continue to get you ready for the Greenville Regional. We'll see you at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I, I won't be here hour one. I hope to be here at 4 when Brandon Manning is here. So we'll have Ellerby and uh, Chan Man, CJ Shirley kick off the show. Also, we got that uh, email from Malcolm Gray. So we will have some interviews for you coming up on Thursday. Check out our social media accounts. So East Carolina... Uh, let's see. This is the practice times. The Pirates will practice from 10 a.m. to 11.15. Virginia after that, then Coastal, then Coppin State. Practices are open, and then we will get some comments uh, with head coaches and selected players. So uh, CJ, uh, Big Dog, I'm sure, and company will be out there covering that. So we'll have that for you coming up throughout the day on Thursday and on this program on Pirate Radio Live. Then Friday, it's on like Donkey Donkey Kong, Kong. as we'll be here 1 o'clock inside the Pirate Radio studios. Myself, Chan Man, Shirley, I think the big dog will be here. Mike Mullis will join us for the first part of the game on Friday. Yeah, no, yeah. You're going to be here, right? You, you, You know, no, yeah. 
So yeah. No, no, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you All know, right. Yeah. Molly will be here on Friday. Yeah, I'll be. All right. Uh, so we'll have fun live watch along join us big big uh shows coming up on thursday friday right here on pirate radio for a big weekend all right for charlie Rhodes, cj schaefer the chan man the crew here at pirate radio we will be back with you thursday three o'clock on pirate radio live so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation